passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know, you work hard and you play hard, so you need to treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with the Kansas City Steak Company. Visit kansascitysteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping uh, by using my code Bubba, B-U-B-B-A at checkout. From Classic Steak cuts to USDA Prime to American style Kobe hard to find specialty cuts and more Kansas City Steaks has everything that you need to fire up your grill they make it so easy each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home satisfaction guaranteed or your money back imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals all from Kansas City Steaks try their butter tender filet mignon Kansas City strips juicy steak burgers all beef jumbo hot dogs and even complete meal combos Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with my code Bubba at checkout. Again, it's real simple. That's KansasCitySteaks.com. Use Bubba as your promo code on checkout. KansasCitySteaks.com. Use Bubba upon checkout. You waited all week for this, right? Shut up! Now by popular demand, the Bubba the Love Sponge Show presents the best of the Oddly enough, that's not the same song that I that I uh, bumped in with. It's, Are you sure? I, I swear to God, no, no. Listen, here no, is here's I what I bumped in with. With <laughs> okay, but here is now. Here's cut two. When they're thirty seconds apart, they sound familiar. They, yeah, they they almost sound identical. Mm-hmm. Here's cut one again. I bounced in with. I mean, back to back, it's obviously not the same. Yeah, but it's like all the Coldplay songs. Yeah, exactly. It's cold. It's cold. They're all good. It's all the same song. Anna, are you a cold? You are you a Coldplay bitch? Every uh, once in a while, oh, I like a good Coldplay song. Killers. You a Not killers. so much. No. Imagine like Dragons. What, what was the third one? Imagine Dragons. No. Or, uh, no. Yeah. God. No. 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 Uh. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Hype train. Oh, Already. Oh. <laughs> For real. <laughs> it's like you just get up and 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 your and it's your still, girlfriend's already giving you oral. It's still set so for one ninety nine, Lummy. So good luck. Okay. <laughs> that looks like oh, over one today. Yeah. I mean, is there one as we speak? Yeah. Could, could it be one that we like? Listen, you can't start a hype train within the first, like, you got to let it get, get, you know. Dan, like, as soon as you walk in the operator room, they just give you the scalpel. Like, you haven't even been able to, like, you know. Yawn. Yeah, yeah you haven't been able to scrub up or nothing. It's like, here, Dan, cut them open. Patient's still awake. Yeah. <laughs> the anesthesiologist is not even there yet. Dan, start cutting this guy open immediately. <laughs> Now, has there, Dan, like when you were doing residency and it was, was there ever things that were so life threatening that you couldn't even wait for the anesthesiologist to put oh. them GT99? Absolutely. Like man. you we, automatically start carving out the bullet? Yeah, we had this thing called Room Four. And when someone, it was a big trauma room. And back in the days of beepers, 
you would just get a bunch of fours on your beeper. So Which you means, holy shit, get your, get your ass over there? Right. It means haul butt down to room four. And room four had everything in arm's reach. I mean, you could save a life within arm's reach. Everything you needed was there. And This is New Orleans, your residence, residency in New yeah, Orleans? Charity, yeah, charity. Charity hospital in New Orleans. And so you'd be out like on uh, you know on uh, what's that street called the main street uh, Bourbon Bourbon Street, street <laughs> you know trying to pick up some hot ass next thing you know your beeper has fifty five fours on it and you're like literally I, you know what I have to go save a life that might make her want to follow you to the hospital and take care of you afterwards. <laughs> yep the you know we wouldn't go too far from the hospital if, if we were in that kind of call. Right and, and I got to think if you're on call you could probably just go to dinner and ha- and and like eat like you couldn't just be you know doing purple hood or shots of Long Island iced teas. Yeah. Remember, it was New Orleans, and so there were so there was more some debauchery. Yes, <laughs> <Hey>, uh, <laughs> even on the right. job. <laughs> listen, uh, we're in room four, but the doctor coming in's had a couple. But you know, let's it's our only chance to save this guy. And, but it, I tell you and what, it is New Orleans. You take a charity surgeon with a couple beers in him, and he's still better than anyone still, else around the country. He's still good, right? Oh my God, they were great. And we would, and what would happen is, you know, there was four hundred and eleven murders the last year I was there. Oh, is that a lot for them? Or I don't know. It's, it's a good number. Yeah. And about one in five die when they get attacked with, pen and pe- with penetrating trauma, like a gunshot or a knife. Right. And so that meant there's about two thousand people that got you know shot or stabbed in the belly or the they chest. They didn't die. They didn't die. Ugh. And so they would come to my hospital. We'd get literally like five, six, seven a day on a regular basis of of you know emergency, acute guys about to die trauma. And when they came in, there's no anesthesia. You would. You there's would, no TT99. Rub some five percent lidocaine on them. You don't even do that. You don't even do that. You, you, you just, start digging. You don't even clean. You just you dig. You dig. You try to save the life. And you know we would crack a chest in the ER. We would. Ooh. We would open people wide open. We'd have people whose guts are hanging out, now, legs coming in a trash bag. Man, now, is, there, is there yep. literally like if they would get on the slab and they'd be in room four and they were just too far? Like, would you say, I, I there's they're done? Like, I can't. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, their vitals are like, you Nothing. Know. Yeah, but we would, you know, we had this one guy. I just remember this one guy in oh, particular. Um, he came in talking and then he had one bullet hole right in his right upper part of his belly. Right behind the liver is where it got him. Oh, so but he's talking. But he's talking, and then all of a sudden he takes a dive, and as soon as he does, you know, we crack his chest. We're doing cardiac massage. We have everything wide open. We now, is a cardiac massage when you're literally like, yep. you know, squeezing the ha- heart in your hand like it's a potato. Ma- yeah. ma- you know, like like you're making manually it, pumping it for him. Yeah, squeezing it like a little potato. Yeah, it's a little bigger than yeah, like a big potato. That's how big your heart is. Like a tomato. Wow. It's about the size of and, a tomato. And now who gets that job? You or do you say, hey? It, it depends. I was that day. Oh, my God. And so at that point, can you keep a body alive from, from you yes. know, from, for squeezing it? Yes. Did you save him? You know. <laughs> okay. So we, you know. We, <laughs> here's what happened with him. Why am I laughing? You guys dead. No wonder you're such, no wonder you're kind of hard edge a little bit. I mean, people, know, you're very, very loving and you're very soft. And you, if, if people Thank really, you. If people, not you. Oh, uh, sorry. But people really know Dan, know that he's just the sweetest thing ever. Exteriorly, he's a little grizzled. <laughs> but, Dan, I got to think, I mean, like, you know, I, I I would almost even cry. Like, if I'm sitting there working on a guy and, you know, he's talking to me, next thing you know, I'm squeezing his heart like a tomato. And then I've kind of somewhat become attached to that guy, and I would maybe kind of cry. Did you ever kind of cry? Yeah, you get upset sometimes. Like, I mean, yeah. it depends. this guy was upsetting because— 
He was so nice. He had one small hole in his belly. He looked like, you know, we, we took care of guys. I remember one guy that got shot 17 times, and he made it home. He looked like a hamburger <laughs> deal, right? He didn't care. And it wasn't so, the first time he was shot. So here's this one. He's got just, <laughs> he's just got one little, one, one little, one little bowl hole, and, uh, and you're like, man. We've we got to save this guy. And so he starts, you know, he starts doing that decline. And we crack his chest open. We're doing the cardiac massage. And then we have to take him up to the operating room. Well, the operating rooms were on the 12th floor. And the reason they were so high back then is because that hospital was invented like 100 years ago. And they didn't want bugs in the operating room. So they kept it high to keep the moisture and the bugs and the ants and all that stuff out of it. Really? So you had to take an elevator to the operating room. Well, the main elevator was you got down. Couple, you got a couple kids playing on the elevator, hit every button, <laughs> snapping their gum and stuff. <laughs> right? So we, we try to go to the special elevator. It's down, so we have to go to the freight elevator. Well, to get to that, you have to go to the waiting room. Oh. Through the waiting room. So now we have this guy whose chest is cracked open. There's someone that's he's, he's intubated. So someone's like bagging the, the tube. I'm squeezing the heart. I'm literally straddling him like I'm an MMA guy, squeezing the heart. Like on a full mount deal. Right on a full mount deal. Meanwhile, I have guys, you know, pull, pushing the stretcher. To the, to the elevator. And you got all those IV bags probably hanging, right? Uh, guys are holding them. They're just kind of like on the table. And so as we're running through the waiting room, we're leaving like a two and a half foot wide trail of blood. Oh, my God. Because there's blood everywhere. And, and everyone in the waiting room is like jumping away and screaming. Like Some bitch there to just get a splinter removed, and she sees all this nonsense. <laughs> yeah, they right? freak She's out. Like, I'm good. I'm going I'm home. I'm going home. I'm going <laughs> to cut my own out. finger off. You, see, you should see what they do there, man. They roll you right through their blood trail. The guy was on his chest. Dan looks up like and goes, don't worry, he came out of the splinter, too. Yeah, he came. He came, <laughs> he came, he came in with a UTI. He came in with a, with a bee sting, and we got this guy handled. <laughs> bee sting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This one's like, man, I'm cutting my finger off of the splinter deal. So we're going down this hallway to the elevator. And, and there's probably, what, flying. 12 of you? There's probably five of us, six right, of us. Right. And there was six. And then we go down this hallway, and you know how the fire extinguishers are hanging on the wall? You guys are just picking those things off. Ding, no. Ding. One of those fire extinguishers picked off one of the residents. And oh. his head hit it as he was running. Oh. And he went down. I mean, knocked him the F out. We left him. <laughs> you have to just leave him. He's we left him. life right now. <laughs> that's, like, no man that's left behind. That's yeah, like, no that's, a, that's a concuss hat pass. Uh, yeah, he'll I mean, be fine. Please, get out of here, buddy. He'll be with your, fine. With your stage three Not concussion. So. <laughs> he just goes yeah. down. Now, Dan, did you ever have a guy that you're laying there and he's getting, he, please, Doc, save me, please. Oh, my God, stop. Please. Oh, yeah, yes. I, I, got that. I got a family and kids. Please, Doc. Oh, yeah, we get that all the time. One of the cool things was this guy got stabbed in the heart. He was yeah, supposed cool. to die, that's but, but cool he lived. He lived. Super cool. I mean, there was, like, blood squirting to the ceiling. It was crazy. Well, now, Dan, let me ask you a question. As a doctor, when you stand, like, okay, if I cut my arm wide open or, like, on Lummy's face, you, you, you can suture and, and things like that. But how do you... How do you suture the heart? It's a tough thing. You need pledges, and it moves. So it's like trying to shoot a bunch of moving animals. So like it's as, really hard. As it's as it's beating, you're suturing it as it's beating. Oh. God. So you got to like almost stay half a beat ahead of itself, don't you? You got to kind of time it. Yeah, you got to kind of time it. And the sutures are rip, so you have these little cotton pledges on it, so they don't rip through. It's really crazy. But I mean. Do, now, in do, heart, they suture heart, the, do they suture the heart? Yeah. But, like, see, when you have, like, a heart valve replaced, you have, like, open heart surgery in a controlled setting, they slow the heart down, and they freeze it, and they actually kind of turn it off. And freeze so your heart? Yeah. That's they a cold-hearted bitch right there. Anna, yep. that's what your problem is. you got a frozen heart. <laughs> they put ice in it. <laughs> well. Somebody microwave Anna's heart immediately. Runs in my family, so. <laughs> yeah, she's always got ice on her heart. So, Dan, <laughs> when they're doing, like, major heart, heart surgery... They try to get it down to like what's the lowest you could get a heart. It down? stops. It pretty much stops. It just kind of sits there and just kind of like every few seconds you'll see it kind of do a little twitch. Really? Yeah. Well, they shut it down. They how shut it down. It? Then they can suture it like you know, like it's a face. This is a dumb question, but then how do you not die? 
because they they warm it up. Chris, <laughs> Karen. Uh, so hold on, Dan. But the heart, you're saying as they're suturing the heart, then the heart. Yeah, they put you on bypass. So what they do is they put a bunch of big. They heart for you. They heart for you. They put you on a big bypass oh. machine with giant tubes, and they run. They they flow the blood for you. Oh, and then okay, while they okay. do that, they 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 freeze your heart, slows it down. They suture it. They do whatever valve replacement they're doing, and then they start warming it up, and it comes back most of the time. So, Dan, let me ask you a question. <laughs> is there only really two things that keep you alive, and that is blood flow through the brain is pretty much what keeps you, you know, yes. thinking and living. Yes. Your brain, so your brain creates you so off, much waste. You need to keep that blood flow going. So if you cut off either two of those sources, either you've done something to the brain stem so you can't get electric signals up there anymore or, or blood, or you've done something to the blood supply, the, you know, those are, those, are the two, those are the two deal breakers, right? You need blood flow more than you need oxygen. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, does your, and your brain's the one that tells you to get, to get the oxygen, right? Yes. But so can you, and I, I guess if you're a vegetable and you're alive, that means you could potentially have a strong heart, but your wiring's messed up, right? Yeah, but, but if once you're a vegetable, up, but yeah, but once you're back, like you know, like you, you talk about a vegetable, like sort of have like a big brain injury. Yeah. So those people still have the. And by the way, I'm not making fun, I'm not making fun of those people. I'm just talking about this medically. Yeah. They still yeah. have normal brainstem functioning. So that's that's a really basic trait to 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 know to breathe when your CO2 starts rising. I mean, that's like a basic animal. Uh, reflex, and so you got to get really into the brain to slow that reflex down. But aren't people in a vegetative state often aren't, do don't, aren't, don't they, aren't they on like life support? Like it they depends. have a machine breathing it, for them? It, not all. Oh, okay. Not all. It depends. It depends. Everyone's a little different. You know, but there's see, people you that can... are sturdy, really sturdy medically, but they have no brain function. But uh, like Lummy. Walks around in the vegetative you're sturdy as hell, but I mean, your brain function functions are, you know, I don't know. We, we don't know what's like suboptimal. <laughs> you're a functioning vegetable. That should yeah. be yeah. your name. You I'm a, follow the balloons. I'm a sturdy, functioning vegetable. Yeah, I'm like the chicken from Alice Park. But oh, uh, 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 oh God! So, but but Dana, uh, you can keep. A, can you keep a person? You can keep a person alive, you know, uh, by em, by emulating the heart on a machine during surgery, right? Right. Can you keep a person alive to, uh, for for the brain, or there's no brain thing? Like you, know, you can hook hook him up to a machine and it makes his blood go. You know, but I don't think you can hook up to a brain machine. Can no, no, you? No, not really. And you can be brain dead essentially, so to the point where like you have no cognitive functioning. You you can't you know you can't follow the balloons. You can't talk. You can't respond. But you're still alive. But you can still breathe because yeah. your heart's just kicking ass down there. And it's your brain stem. So the brain stem is like the deep part of the bottom of your brain that really controls the your involuntary life functions. functions. The involuntary functions, and so. Voluntary thought is sophisticated. Involuntary functions like just eating primitive. and breathing are way more primitive, and, and they're basic and they're protected. That's why I'm real good at them. No, yeah, you're a good breather. Eating and breathing. Best breather ever. Let me look at. Do you know? Do you see the hat that I have on? I was. Uh, yes. Yes. I was excited. Thank you so very much. That and my tarpon, uh, the minor league uh, race team, tarpon. Tampa oh, tarpons. Got, Tampa did tarpons. Did Lemmy give that to you? Yes, he oh, did. Oh, wow, it's part of my birthday. Hat. That's so yeah. nice of you. Now, why is there a rib behind this hat? <laughs> Lummy, what's, what's the what, Lummy? Well, no. What's the no, rib the behind rib, the, the hat? The rib's on Lummy, kind of. But. I had to go return the hat I bought you first and got get you a different hat. Why? Because I got you a Packers hat. <laughs> oh, and I'd already gotten a Packers yeah, hat. Yeah, you said, well, it doesn't count if the first one's on the batters. <laughs> oh, So no. I went and returned it. Oh, Lummy, I'm so sorry. It's okay. But I, you know, I, I, he had all gift wrapped up, gift but, wrapped up, ready to give it to you, and well, Anna gave it to you first, and he goes, "Well, guess I have to hold on to that." <laughs> well, I mean, I will tell you, it, I 
the 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 Packers hat that Anna got me. That's the kind of like the kind of the, the flat build. Flat, oh, I love those hats. So if you so if you'd got me another one, it would have been not nearly as cool as this Tampa. You know, yeah, it wouldn't have stuck out. This one here, and, and I wore Anna's hat. I think I think I wore it Saturday <gasps> at the racetrack in Tyler won. Oh, oh so it's a lucky hat, hat now. His first East Bay win. That's oh, that's awesome. awesome. And I put it up on our Facebook page. Um, oh, I didn't see it. I have to go look. I think, yeah, I think it's up there. I heard that he won, but I didn't see it. <clears throat> oh, my God. It was, well, unless the, the guys that kept spinning out and the lapped guys who almost killed everybody. It was really a good race. And I don't know. Maybe you guys can send me a link. Anytime I try to sign into our Facebook from this particular computer, it makes me, like, well, then, triple uh, verify it. And I just don't have time for it. You're still going to have to do that. <sighs> Somebody could just send me a clip. It's on D&D Productions Facebook, and then I'm, I shared it on mine. But the entire race is up there, including the cautions. you got to kind of fast forward it. But if it's somebody... still on Facebook, you're going to have to log in, though. Jesus. I don't know why my Facebook on this particular computer makes me do, like, triple verification, bunch of nonsense. Did you cry? Yeah. How did you know? I just was asking. I figured, you know, you said it's the first one at East I Bay. Did. I did cry. I did. And, the, and uh, yeah, I, I, I cried just a little bit. And then... I was standing on a big hill and turn going into turn three. The the real big one. Yeah, the real big okay, one. Yeah. Well, he won, and there's this little the, there's this back gate at East Bay. It's right. locked, but if if they need to open it up, like to get some a fire truck or something on there, they can. But they keep it kind of locked. You know, it's not normal to keep it open. It's not an entrance to the track. It's kind of an emergency kind of deal. Right. Well, all right, here it is. Yeah, I'll, I'll play here in a minute. Well, um. I was with some people, and they were going to slip through that little part of the gate and then go down to Winter Circle and be with Tyler because it was, you know, it was his first mm-hmm. race. Well, I couldn't. I was like the fat kid who couldn't make it through the gate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So, so there's a gate that's chained, it's chained up, right. but it still had a little opening in it, right. like a gap. Yeah. So they're like, oh, we're just going to squeeze through the gap. Like on, Dan could have made it through. You could have made it through. Cave could have made it through. Lummy maybe could have made it. Honest, right on through the so they're all having a big victory celebration because I couldn't get there. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't squeeze through the gate, so I was like the fact. your head in there. Guys, guys let me I'm stuck. Let me in. Exhale. I, I, could, I couldn't get through the gate, and Tyler's pulling into Winter Circle, and I'm like, I'm not going to be able to be there. So I had to watch Winter Circle. Is that why you're crying? Was, that's, he was crying, stuck in the gate. <laughs> and I guess Tyler was like, I don't know where my dad is, but man, I really want to. stuck in the gate and turned I, I want to. Tyler didn't know I was stuck in the gate. He was like, I don't know where my dad is, but I really, this man, my dad and I have been working hard on a car, and. And blah blah blah. And, yeah, and, your and dad I, laughed I, earlier. He knew you. And were I'm here, and it. I'm listening to this through the, through the sound system, but I can't get there because I'm I can't get over the gate. Do you think about jumping it? Yeah, oh, there's okay. No, there's no jumping the gate, Lonnie. Isn't it like oh. 20 feet tall? You're like the daddy yeah. gorilla trying to watch his son sing on Sing. Yeah, I'm just whatever. <laughs> I, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. My little gorilla, my little gorilla won, and the big silverback couldn't be there to, to celebrate uh, with the little gorilla because yeah. this is right after the movie. It's just. So anyway, Tyler won on Saturday, awesome. and it was a great race. And he made a couple gangster ass moves. Oh, and uh, oh yeah, here it is. And it's on. It's on our face. It's on the Bubba the Love Sponge Show Facebook uh, page. And I think uh, my buddy Delgado is the one that taped it. I can Richard. Go, uh, no. Aww. Well, there's a bunch of Delgados. <laughs> Paul Delgado. <laughs> Hold on here. Let me just. I just want to fast forward. Second, Lucas Lee, third, Jeff Matthews. Oh, hold on. Let me just. Kind of fast forward it to, you know, which maybe I should do go into maybe I should do okay. words. Yeah, let's do that. Now, well, I'm gonna keep going a little Is bit. Is there any video of you in the gate? No, <laughs> yeah, no. I just stuck. 
No, there's no, vi- there's no video of me in the gate. Mm-mm. So what I'll do is put during the next hot mic, I'll write down some okay. uh, some points and that, some pickup points to show, and that way I'm not awkwardly just trying to get you know get through it. Yeah. Dan, what'd you do this weekend? Seems like you might have uh, had a re- kind of a relax. I finally uh, had a relaxing weekend. I needed one. Good. I uh, watched my son lose in football Friday night. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, nice. Well, he was Did playing you cry? flag football. Did you cry? <laughs> yeah, I was pissed. <laughs> I tried. I tried to climb over the home. fence, but my pants got stuck. And <laughs> your pants? My pants. No, so so you're. By the way, your your son is what a nine? Nine. nine yeah, nine. he's playing flag and football, he, and he's playing like the Pee Wee flag football kind of deal. Right, like it's a lot his of first year. Did. He's right. really excited about it. And he's Dan got his cleats in his mouth here. Of course, he's got carbon fiber everything. Yeah. And Dan has been. We haven't really been talking about it, but. Dan's been, after work at night, he's been taking his son and a couple of his kids. They go over to the house because Dan's got, like, four football fields worth of right. turf there. And Dan's been throwing them passes and teaching them little, you know, different uh, techniques and, and some plays and some, you know, uh, running back in motions. And so Dan's been working with his kid and a couple of other neighborhood kids, uh, like, for the past couple of weeks. Right, Dan? Yes. They're, they're coached by, like, some high school kids that volunteered. And so we're at the game, and it turns out the coach's dad is a friend of mine. So I'm like, dude, how come my kid ain't playing offense? No, hold on, Dan. Hold on. So the coach is a friend of yours. The coach's son, the, the coach's dad is a friend. Right. And, okay. so I hadn't seen him in, like, 10 years. Right. But his son, his older son, is coaching your little kid. Right. He, he plays football plant. Right. Okay. And so how many games have your kids had? Two. Two. And you're not happy with where they've positioned your kid? No, nah, he was playing He was playing defense only. Yeah, and defense in flag football Sucks. is like, really? You just hey, sit there. The only technique they teach is, hey, little Johnny, grab that flag. That's yeah, it. That's all. pretty there's, much. There's the no zone. plays. There's no, no, you know, there's no catching the ball. There's no really blocking anybody. It's just hey, when you see a little kid, grab that flag and stay in your zone. <laughs> yeah, and stay, but stay in like you know when you're nine, you don't know what staying in a zone means. You know, you're just out there <laughs> running around trying to catch some kid with the flag, right? Right, exactly. But whereas offense, you know, you get to hike the ball. You guys can you can actually throw it to somebody. So and they did and runs and they were doing sprints. And my kid's the fastest kid on the team. Okay, and the second tallest. All right. So, um, and they got him at what? Like safety? Left left side on the front of the three. On the it's like a 3 3 zone d- defense. He's but on the left side. But he's an edge rusher or something? <laughs> no, you're not allowed to rush unless there's a run. Oh, yeah. So that's even worse. You oh, just have to sit there. And wait it's for so a guy. To, yeah. Right. So you flipped out. You're like, my kid is not going to be the kid that sits here and waits for a flag to come his way. My little Danny is going to be a wide out, a running back, or a quarterback. Right. That's how it's going to be. Well, he doesn't have to be the quarterback, but because they got this like long haired blonde kid, the quarterback. Like the, kid from, like, Cle- like the kid from Clemson. <laughs> exactly. Little Trevor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he rolls up. So okay. he, he's automatically the quarterback because he even looks like a looks cool too guy. too cool, right? right. So he rolls up. He's a quarterback. But little Danny needs to be a wideout, doesn't he? Yeah, that's what I'd like him to do. And so, and you've um, been practicing wideout. And I've been practicing with him. And again, like yesterday, um, you know, I was like throwing passes to him and, and running plays and, and running patterns. And after, so the, goes, after the loss, after the loss, and the loss was a You're really frustrating loss. Both teams got three touchdowns. My team is down thirteen nothing in the first two minutes. Right. And so they finally score, and they go for two. I'm like, who goes for two in the first half? And then they, they don't get it. And then they score again, and then they go for two. And so now it's 12 to 13. So in the fourth— yeah, That's a the, real barn burner. <laughs> I might want to go start watching this. It sounds like some good football. <laughs> so in the fourth in the, in the second half— 12 the, to 13 uh, with nine-year-olds, I'm in. So in the second half, they score again. And well, so uh, now the, it's 20. The, the other team. Yeah, now it's 20 to 13. And then in the last drive of the game, our team scores— 
and now it's 18 to 20, last play of the game. They go for two points. And? And they throw the ball. The guy catches it on the one-yard line and gets his flag pulled. So oh, and of course, and of course you're like little Danny and I have been practicing that corner route all week, bitch. <laughs> all you had to do was throw in uh, double D Diaco for the corner coffin Willie. Yep. He would have kept got he one foot in. Boom. One foot in. That's all he you had to have. In. One foot That's in. That's all you wanted more than anything is was a corner out Danny deal and they dropped him out. Yeah, they didn't they didn't play him on that one. So um this practice they did play him as, as a wide receiver in practice yesterday and he was catching everything, scored a touchdown. It was it was a good day for him. So I think We'll play him this year. I mean, right. this week. So after the game, when when did you cut a promo on the coach? The coach's dad. Oh, during the game, I'm like, dude, he's just sitting there. Look at him. He's, he's sitting there with his finger in his nose, bored out of his mind. I mean, switch him up. You can't just have these guys play offense and these three so kids. Here's some, not... dad, here's some dad in the stands. He's just there watching he's his like son coach. He's twice kids. Two and a half times your age. Next thing you know, he's got Dan over here, Dr. Diaco, and he and he wants to tell him, hey, listen, buddy, pack sand. But you can't because it's Dr. Diaco. You know, I mean, you know, there's a certain amount of standing that you have in the community. <laughs> so you cannot just really tell the, hey, listen, dad, let the, let my, just let, it, let the kids be kids. Okay, buddy? You can't tell Dan that. No. So what does, what does, your, what does the guy tell you when you say, hey, my kids should be out there playing. He said, "Done. Consider it done." Dan gets it. Now checking in the game, star wide receiver. He was the he was the left side defensive nobody, but now he's checking in the game after a a call that his dad blew into another guy on the bleachers, and now entering the game, uh, Danny Diaco. So he's got the gloves coming this with week with the seven thousand dollar cleats and the four thousand dollar gloves. Are they gold? No, he's in the Minnesota Vikings, so they're purple and gold. He's yes, right. they are gold. So <laughs> there's a speck of purple on them. <laughs> a little purple and some gold. So <laughs> a lot of gold. They uh, so after after the game, were you like, okay, son, let's go uh, over to our four football fields that we have at our house, and let's throw some of these uh, uh, passes? Are you like, were you that guy? No, I was really proud of them because they were down two touchdowns. They came back, and you know they lost the last play of the game. I, they all they did now, a was great Romina job. there. Yes. Oh, Donnie. She doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> yes. For, for real, Dan. She's like, where's the soccer ball? <laughs> so, so, Dan, like, for real, you're like, Romina, we're, we're down by two. We have to go for two. Oh, uh, Donnie, I do not on, know what that's me. So, did she just sit there and, and play on Instagram all, all Like, what is, what is Pretty your Pretty much, yeah. Stares off into the distance. Do you guys sit on opposite <laughs> sidelines? No. Do you, no. Do, you, do you make her sit on the other sidelines? No. Romina, that's the better one. Go over there. <laughs> you can sit there by yourself in this little chair. All right, so <laughs> actually, the games are crowded. Really? Oh yeah. Do they charge you get in? No. No. Is it at Plant High? No, it's at like uh, off of like Independence and Veterans. There's like oh, a little... yeah, that's the one we were gonna yeah. Skyway. Is that what yeah. it's called? Yeah, it's There's called like the Skyway. Park. That's, where, well, that's where you were gonna yeah, yeah. jump yesterday. That's not necessarily <laughs> where we're playing. <laughs> that's where you were gonna drown himself Skyway. in that pond. Skyway. That's that's the first thing Lummy thinks is just Skyway because that's where he's headed most of the time till Ashley calls him off. <laughs> and, the, and the footbridge is only about six feet off the water. Yeah. You're not gonna die. So they did they like think, I think when Tyler played uh, flag, I think they shortened the field to like maybe sixty yards or something like that. Do they shorten? Yeah, the, yeah. it's not a full field. Yeah, you it's got artificial no. turf too, right? Plus those. Yes. Oh, you guys were on artificial. Oh, we Don't were on. Turn. We were on. We were on some ghetto ass. Uh, mm. Where Tyler played sand with some weeds in Tyler, it. He, <laughs> Blitz, Tyler played in high school. Tyler's league was the Lakewood league down oh. down there, or you know where, yeah. like you know Tierra Verde. Like there's two sides of the tracks down there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Where I used to live, my side of the tracks, and then the other side of the tracks. Well, we our football Tyler's district to play Pee Wee football was on that side of the tracks over there, over on Lake by Lakewood. Right. And then Brent goes, oh, no, don't, don't sign on but my house. So then he ended up being a Northeast Bandit. 
Tyler was oh, a cool. Tyler was yeah. a Northeast Bandit. Those are way cooler. And uh, it, it, I think, I think he played, I think he played two or three years of it. When do they start tackling, Dan? They, I think like they, eighth grade, eighth grade they tackle. Yeah, and eighth, and so that's that's the kind of the difference here in Florida. Like in Indiana, they well, no, I, I think they took football out of all of uh, elementary and middle schools. I don't think I think that has to be like within the little peewee community now because when I was growing up. Uh, that football, youth football, was still through the school. Hmm. Like uh, fourth. Oh, fifth. it's independent now. Yeah. yeah see, it's, like it's when, I, when I went, it was fourth, fifth, and sixth was the element was the Madison Elementary team. Then you go play the Lincoln team or the you know the Washington team. The other the other five or six elementary schools that are in your area, you they'd have teams too. But now I don't know when it it, it independent. Like they took football out of high. They took. They took youth football out of the schools. At a, I don't know when. Well, I know that when I was growing up, it wasn't in schools, and they went based on size and weight. Yeah. When I was like elementary school, they wanted me to play against like high school kids. Yeah, because you're yeah. So I was like, yeah, I'm not playing. Plus, I looked at your dong and be like, man, this isn't a little this man. This kid's an 18 year old. This kid might be in you know seventh grade, but he has the dong of a senior. <laughs> he, needs to, he needs to be out there. Yeah, imagine that's, that's how they that's how they that's how they stratified all the players just by their D length. Yeah, like see when I played and when I played youth football, it wasn't you know it was. I, you could be 180 going against like a you know a, a 82 pound guy, and you'd smash his face in. Yeah, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to do. But yeah. they're like, no, you're in fifth grade, and you got to play against a, a, someone in ninth grade. Right. Like, yeah, See, no. We had age stratification, but there was also weight limits. Like yeah. no 135 was the most no. you're allowed to weigh in my league. And we had this one guy named Terry Heil. Uh, and he was on the other team. Oh, yeah. You said he was like had a full beard. Full beard, grade. full everything. Well, he was like, you know, when you're in like, let's say you're in, let's say sixth grade. I don't know how you're probably maybe as a lineman, maybe 125 or 130 as a lineman, you know. Well, Terry, Terry Heil was in sixth grade, but he'd been held back two times. Oh, so he was supposed to be in eighth grade. Was he well, massive? Yeah. So he played for Lincoln. <laughs> and, like, we were probably like 5'8", 140. Those were the big guys maybe. Mm-hmm. Well, Terry Heil was like 6'1", 185, like a grown man. And you, he would literally, you'd go to attack him, he'd have five of us on him, and he'd be dragging him. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally, you'd have a guy on his right leg, a guy on his fair. left leg, and a guy around his waist, and he'd still be getting like eight yards with three guys on him at all times. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Yeah, and like, so I can remember we, I had a coach, Digatano. Phil Digatano was our Madison School football coach, and we knew we were playing Terry Heil. And he goes, this is how we're going to get that high old kid. Clem, you're going to grab one of his legs. Plumber, you're going to grab one of those little legs. And then Bart, Hanif, instead of trying to track him uh, around the waist, put your helmet right in his balls. (laughs) (laughs) And and so we practiced on this one teacher who was a big guy that week, and he would get the football, and me and Larry would get his legs, and Bart Hanif would come and try to spear his balls. To knock this guy over, and so what, what a fun the first job time Terry Heil gets the <laughs> listen, the first time Terry Heil gets the ball, it's like a twenty-six sweep, right? So I'm over there, Larry's over there. We got him. I'm a lineman. Larry's a lineman. We got this Terry Heil, and he's dragging us. And Bart Hanif comes in to spear his balls. But Bart misses and hits Larry in the head, and then that makes us completely let Terry Heil go, and he goes for like an 82-yard touchdown. Because oh, Bart spear instead of spearing Terry's balls, he hit Larry in the head. Not just all off of Terry Heil, he just sprinted another 81 yards after he had three guys on him. Can you imagine that in the NFL? You got three guys on you, and then you just break loose and 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 go for 80 yards. That was. 
They didn't even care how big you were. They didn't. They didn't even check birth certificates. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Heil was shaving. We didn't even have any pubic hair on our. Like we had no hair on our wieners. And Terry Heil was like full blown shaving yeah, in, in eighth grade. That's wrong. Did you guys have any? Lummy, Steven you... was like that. Steve was full blown shaving at like nine, ten years old. Lummy, when were you shaving? Six. Uh, <laughs> when I peaked, uh, like uh, seventh grade, eighth grade. You were shaving. Yeah, I had like that little uh, weird mustache and some sideburns, <laughs> and then it all came in. Now, Anna, do do girls in sports like? You know, do they, they look, shave? No, no, no but Their like, beards. but do they like look at other girls, you know, pubic hair and be like, oh my God, she's got hair and we don't? Because us guys do that. Um, like, it's all about how much pubic hair you got. I, I don't know. By the time I was like in middle school and stuff, we like no one was like showering. Yeah, naked. no one does that anymore. Oh, yeah, really? They don't do that anymore. Not really. No, not not in school they don't. Remember, Bob? I don't think like you that first day in school with anybody. Anymore. Remember that first day in middle school, Bob? I don't know if they did it up there, but I remember here we had like a meeting with all the PE coaches, and they taught us how to shower after PE. No, <laughs> and how to dry yourself, and I mean, literally, they had to teach us how to dry ourselves one at a time. Is that guy in jail like, now? And they said, "Listen, <laughs> after this guy dries his butt, don't pick up his towel and dry your face." I yeah. mean, literally, it was that basic of a lesson. No, they just they get your own towel, you wash yeah, yourself, and dry. They just had our. They just. This is all the the rules they gave us. Hey, bring uh, your own shampoo and your own thing of soap, uh, and get in there and don't pee on people. And <laughs> they didn't and, have to tell us that. No, one. they didn't. Just don't. You know. Just, and then there would be a coach. <laughs> Like reading a magazine, like Sports Illustrated, or you know, there was a big hole in it. Yeah, <laughs> and then they would, he would just his, all the like all the boys' locker rooms were always like the coach's office was near the shower, but it wasn't With like a giant window. But it wasn't in <laughs> the shower. Bare. No, he just kept the door open and he could kind of glance to make sure you weren't in there. You know, still doing naked stu- and not screaming. Yeah. There was like a little you know, coach opened his door up and he could see the shower, but it wasn't really next to the shower and he'd just keep his door open while you were in there showering. You know, you'd be in there just snapping towels and doing stupid guy stuff and everyone would be like, you guys set it out in there. But you'd be looking at your gutter, you know, the first thing you looked for is, remember when you got, do you guys remember when you got your first pubic hair? Yeah. I do. It was one no. little strand. Dan, do you remember when you got your free? You're like, oh my god, I got a, I got a black hair down there. Is I this no team longer like have a... one in. I don't remember like a little <laughs> like a Homer Simpson pubic hair. Yeah, I mean, why did I one little I curl? Remember, I, don't, I don't remember. I remember you get, you get like one little black hair because you, you don't everything because you look like a baby down there, and if you don't have any hair down there, you look like a baby. You got like a baby D. I just remember one day it looked different. Don't you shave now. You know what I'm saying? It? Like, I just perseverate <laughs> yeah, on it. But you want a baby D. I mean, you want the appearance <laughs> of a baby D now because oh. it's clean. Do you? But back then, you want as much uh. hair as you can get because it shows you that you're a man. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're sure. men. We know that we're men now. But when you're like in sixth grade and you get your first, first pubic hair, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm becoming a man. Yeah, you go brag to man. all your boys. I can't do the I can't do the zero nothing. I can't do that. Can't zero escape? No. Oh, looks love, weird, man. If my, in fact, my arms are kind of grown out right now. Oh, I'm I gotta, sorry to hear that. I got to, in my hair, Flexing you, you, your you, new, uh... you don't even want me to take my uh, hat off. What do you got on your, on your wrist yeah, there, Yeah, what's sponge? that? Oh, yeah. I had, we had a little bit of a birthday party at Tara's house yesterday. Oh. And, well, you know, they, me too, but it's her house. And and she got me an Apple Watch. Oh. And I've been wearing blitz out over getting me an apple watch and he mm-hmm. had to keep me at bay at her direction it was a big yes. whodunit deal i knew that that's what she wanted to get you and i had to keep telling now now for real they were out of stock for a while and then i talked to her a couple weeks ago and she's like it, well i'm gonna get it for him and so i mostly got it because i wanted to monitor my sleep okay because that's kind of yep. like what i'm in by the, by the way, you take it off at night to charge it 
Well, no, I, you leave it on. No, no. So I'm kind of like, as soon as I get off the air today, Dan, I'll probably put it on the charger. I have a couple new bands for you, too, by the way, Sponge. Oh, okay, cool. cool. Yeah, the different different types. So last, you guys know that I'm very regimented. Mm-hmm. You know, I got to do sun, I got to eat at 3. I got to take my pills at 5. I got. I like to be asleep by 6, 30, or 7. Because the I just, it's the only thing that makes me feel good. And, and during this COVID deal, it seems like the only thing, and I still am a little bit hoarse, and I still feel a little sick, not mm-hmm. not contagious sick. Yep. Dan, I don't think I, I think I had four negative tests. You're and, fine, as far as contagious yeah. is concerned. But what about the steroids? You still doing them, or are you doing like one a day? No, I'm I'm all my breathing treatments. I'm I I, wa- I wound it down to one today, and now okay, and now you're I'm zero. Okay, right. You weaned it good. Right. So, but I still feel I still got a little bit of a cough every once in a while. I feel still feel congested, and I still feel kind of. And I know that people are gonna. Think I'm a pussy and a paper tiger, but I still feel kind of worn out. Like That's I, common. People say they feel worn out for a month or two afterwards. Yeah. yeah so I okay. So I still feel like overly tired. Me to too. The, to the point where are you f- being for real, Blitz? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I went kayaking Saturday a lot, and then I got home and I felt great. And I was like, man, this is awesome. And I was like, I gotta take a nap. Yeah. Like so all of a sudden I was just tired. I, I I haven't even got back to the Clem gym because oh, I, I can't because I, I can't get up. Because I just cannot, I just, I feel as if I just have to sleep and I'm just really, really tired. And um, so one of the things that I wanted to get one of these, I, these uh, I watch, you know, thing is that they have a sleep thing. Mm-hmm. And so I did my first sleep thing last night and I didn't do that good. Oh no, were you waking up? I didn't do that well. What are the metrics? Is it like oxygen intake? Or? Yeah. So I, I said that I slept 10 hours. You were in bed for 10 hours. Okay, all right. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> okay, I was in bed for 10 hours. Jesus. It, it said I only got six hours of restful sleep. So, and it shows this little graph of disruptive sleep versus light sleep versus restful sleep. And so it says sleep sleep disruption 4.9 or 8%, and that's considered high. And then my oxygen level during sleeping was 94%. And but Dan, so if I you know was in bed for let's say asleep for like nine hours, and I only got six hours of restful sleep, doesn't that mean that I'm really not getting good sleep, right? Exactly. And so that means even though I think I'm sleeping, my body really isn't sleeping to the point of being able, you know, because I think that's when your body kind of repairs itself, do, do right? You, do you have sleep apnea? Um, yes and no. Because I mean, if you wake up a lot, like Jay wakes up about. A- Thirty times. A I don't minute. wake up, but a lot. he won't. He won't re- remember. You won't uh, remember it. Yeah, you no, don't no. know you're doing so it. So you don't. Yeah, yeah you don't I don't. Know. I don't really wake. I probably am waking up. You but do. I'm, I'm sure not. you should. Yeah. Probably do go through a sleep study. I'm not doing that. Why? That's Why? Because that's so job. I'm what? not doing that. But it I'm. Really th- but I'm thinking that. We'll get maybe but an app deal. But hold on. See, but he Sundays. Sundays, Dan, are the worst for me because I'm having the. I'm gonna. I've had two days of out out of my schedule. So tonight, which is my first day back on schedule, I'm going to see where I, where I see it breaks it all down for me and all this kind of stuff. I got to think that I'll do better tomorrow night because it's not, I haven't had two days outside of my little cycle. You know what I'm saying? Well, Zolt just gave us but an I update. Did, yeah, but I write that down, Lummy. What's that, Lummy? Zolt just gave us an update. You're supposed oh. to be exactly 290 today. Oh. No, probably lower, right? No, 290. It's 290. Oh, I, I, that. 288.7 on Friday. Yeah. That didn't make my Monday any better. Are you close? I, well, I didn't even think. No. Oh, you, well, I it was your I birthday for, party yesterday. Yeah, and, and you know, you and guys, Friday, you guys wouldn't believe how tough it is 
to eat responsible and there's when, four cakes when you have on. four parties. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I had a party Friday night, and then we Friday had, morning we had one here. Yeah, we, yeah, Friday morning I had a party, cake, you know, mm-hmm. food, festivities, <laughs> and then Friday night we did Bubba One Ninety Nine, yeah. and I had a party, cake, pizza, pizza festivities, and then Saturday. Tyler and his girlfriend, they brought a cake over mm-hmm. <clears throat> before we went to the track, and we had a little something-something. And then you go to the track, and you got to get you a cheeseburger and some fries, you know, because you're at the track. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you have to. And then Sunday, yesterday, we had a noon get-together at t- at my, me and Tara's place with uh, a little bubble party with cake and food and pizza. What kind of food? <laughs> Pimp with four parties. And <laughs> pleasantries. What kind of food yeah, was but now there? now he's like 3'10". He's like uh, a gangster. <laughs> Um, it, I, I told her I just wanted pizza. It's easier. Oh. I didn't want to. I didn't want her. I didn't want her to have to cook. You know, just like just order some pizza. So we like some dom. I had Domino's three times this week. That's so awesome. I probably am not two ninety on the money, which is making me more depressed because it's tough to 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 be Johnny Fitness during your birthday weekend. Yeah. Is it not? No, it's tough. I mean, how do you say no to a, to your birthday cake? Sorry. You went out and bought a $26, you know, Publix cake. I can't have any of it. What kind of cakes were they? Well, well there was like four different. I mean, we got to break it all down to the game. You know. What's your favorite one? Um, my, my favorite one was this one that my sister got from this, oh, this restaurant in Palm Harbor that specializes in Ohio stuff. So it's what? an Ohio cake? It's called an Ohio, no, uh, either a Michigan or an Ohio bump cake. B-U-M- oh, I know what bump cakes are. Yes. Those are really good. <laughs> yeah, not like a bunt. No, 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 a bump. No. A bump. Yeah, what's B- the difference? Bumpy what's a bump? cake, and it's kind of yeah, like it's kind of like a a, co- a ho-ho cake. Yeah, mm-hmm. with you know, like the, white frosting on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know. What you can only about. it's oh. called like either Ohio or a Michigan bump cake, and there's this place in Palm Harbor that only sells stuff from like Ohio, like Ohio specialties. I didn't know Ohio had so many different type of foods. But I think it's called they have a, one the bump cake. Yeah, true, <laughs> <laughs> true. And so we had a, an Ohio bump cake for my for my cake yesterday, and it was to, it was awesome. I had like three pieces of it, three small little pieces. But then then you start picking at it, you know, like if it's your cake. Yep, this is exactly what it was right here. Yeah, uh, Anna's bump cake is a little different. It's bumpy cake. It, it, now is it is it an Ohio deal? It, or well, I remember in Michigan. <laughs> shut up, Dan. It uh, might be. I think it might be a Michigan. Yeah, deal. I remember seeing it in Michigan on a lot of menus. Yeah, the Michigan, the Michigan bump cake. I think it's Michigan. But the there's only this pla- good thing Michigan has to offer. And, but there's this place in Palm Harbor supposedly that has only like Michigan stuff. Hmm. And I didn't know how much. I didn't know that Michigan had anything really worth eating. You know, I didn't know Detroit-style pizza is good. Oh, it's the best. Now, you know where they had all that water problems? No, hold on. That's yeah, Flint. Flint. <laughs> yeah, this is Flint. I don't know why I'm laughing. Letting hey. water is killing people. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, you got to make it with brown water? First of all, Detroit has its own type of pizza, but Flint has its own type of water. <laughs> when you drink it, you'll have instant diarrhea. Instantly. It's for weight loss. They should have spas in Flint. It'll make you lose weight because they just feed you that water. All you do is poop your brain <laughs> yeah, out all the time. Yeah. And then you die. Make your own die. bump cake. And then you die. But then you don't have to live in Michigan anymore, so it's a win. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> More of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show's best of the week. That is this. We now return to the Bubba the Love Sponge Show's best of the week. I don't know if Chad or somebody suggested, by the way, the Bubba the Love Sponge Show, freshly recovered from 
COVID-19. Speaking of which, I had a question about that. I uh, will be getting my antibody levels checked soon. I'll be able to tell you how effing resilient I am. I did not die. I was close to dying. Dan saved me from dying. That's according to the CDC guidelines. Yes, Blitz, your COVID question. Uh, Yeah, I would like to know what impairment or existing health conditions we all have that will preclude us from having to wear a mask on the fair day. Oh, we have to wear masks? Yeah, but unless you have a health condition. So uh, what uh, what health condition do we have? Um, Stupidity. Well, that's good for Lummy. So now, now, Lummy, I mean, Blitz, are you saying when we are going into the... Masks are to be worn in all indoor spaces and outdoors when not asthma. consuming food and drink. So you, listen. Unless an impairment or an existing health condition. So you think you might have to wear a mask when you buy your ticket? Then Entry you just... will be denied without a face mask. Okay. So are you thinking, Blitz, they're giving you the Iggy Iggy? Don't forget, Ron DeSantos is our lovely governor, mm-hmm. and I love him. And by the way, he's Denzel's so stupid. Denzel texted me yesterday and goes, "Hi, babe. I want to get on that DeSantos uh, tag uh, tip. He's going to be the next president." Did you say thanks for listening to the show, Denzel? I'm like, uh, hey, Johnny, seven <laughs> months ago. Yeah, that's what I said to him. So we, we know Ron DeSantos is going to be the next president. We know that. We love him. He's from Dunedin. If you would go ask Ron DeSantos, he was going through high school when I was at my, you know, most naughtiest peak here in Tampa. So he definitely knows who the hell I am. And probably a lot. You know what? I bet you deep down, Ron DeSantos is Bubba Army. That's right. <laughs> oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. When Ron DeSantos was in high school, when I was doing like 98 Rock, No Panties Thursday, Strippers, you know, Dilda, all, you know, all the stuff I used to, the, the cool stuff. So I had and that's somebody- when Ron DeSantos was like a senior in high school. So I was like that guy on the radio. Ron DeSantos is Bubba Army. Ask him. What blitz? Someone in the chat room, man. I had someone just text me that said you have to have a mask when you're like when you're buying tickets and to get in, and, they, and once you're in, they are not enforcing masks. Yeah, at that's all. exactly it. That's that on the oh. website blitz. I got to tell you, you know, <clears throat> right? Oh, 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 oh. But really, they're like, hey, just wear your mask when you're buying your tickets, and then whatever. Yeah. You know, we're not gonna. And how would you have? To, how would you like to be the guy that had to, your job was to go mask and police? To, yeah, the mask police. You're instantaneously the person's not really digging what you're trying to t- tell yeah. them, right? Yeah, yeah, fun police. Yeah. I'm at the fair, man. Leave me alone. I know yeah, what I'm getting into. I'm at the fair. I'm trying to ride to Himalaya and not throw up, okay? You think I'm worried about droplets, bitch? I went through stage seven of this nonsense. Mm-hmm. Well, you, if you're just constantly eating, then you don't have to wear a mask. Right. Which was honest. It was, you know, that's, that's what you love, right? You love eating or watching people eat. I like eat. watching people eat. But I could just bring like a now, water bottle and now, just pretend like I'm. But hold on, sipping on it. As much as you're going to be able to watch people eat, yeah, on Friday, is it going to overwhelm? Like you're going to just completely just be orgasming the entire time? Full wop. It'll be just like Friday, and she'll be sleeping she's passed like, out the whole time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't get him on Friday. Oh, Friday, from I mean, Lord, you passed out after ten seconds? No. We'll, we'll talk about that all. I don't want to. Anna was not the life of the party problem? from the after no, party. We had a little after party. And she just, oh, she does the same thing every time. Every single well, time. Well, you start playing NASCAR, and I just, you the know. NASCAR was not on. I just, just kind of tapped out. No, that's, no. no, but we were just all kind of hanging out, talking, and next thing you know. <laughs> you, you pulled a hoodie. Every time. I can't help it. It doesn't matter what we're watching yep. on TV, what we're talking about, what we're doing. About 18 minutes in. <laughs> I was tired. Ow. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just party your ass off so hard for the on-air party, and then you just, like, are just... Yeah, uh, well, there's a lot of stress involved during the night. It's... Um, uh, Listen, <laughs> Brazel, formerly Brazel Tire Rick, and now, uh, what is it, Zero SOS. Tolerance Rick? SOS. SOS. I'm sorry, SOS. 
SOS Automotive, Rick. He keeps asking me to ask Dan about an orthopedic surgeon. You already did. He gave the name and everything. I, I know. He must, Rick must not have been listening he now. He was really high. So, Rick, <laughs> this is Dan's recommendation uh, for an orthopedic surgeon. Dan, take it away. Was it Dan Lamar? Yes, it was. Yes, Dan Lamar, Dan is, Lamar. is your orthopedic su- surgeon for shoulders. Of, of choice. Yes. He's, oh. good for, he's a good sports medicine doctor, too. I'll tell you who's a good doctor, Crespo. Crespo's a great doctor, but he's not an orthopedic surgeon. Oh, he's not? No. He's a, he's a rehab doctor. Oh, okay. So he's for, like, after injuries. But great see, doctor, but he doesn't do the but surgeries. he also, two things. One, he's your friend. Yes. And two, he's got an open MRI. Yes. So that's like, you know. Priceless. <sighs> You can't get an MRI. And he told you to Close. wear your sandals. Yeah, he's the one that fixed me. He's the orthopedic slides. He's the one that fixed me. Dr. Crespo fixed me. Oh, speaking of orthopedic slides, Bubba, good news about the fair. What? Your ticket costs less because you're a senior. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you bring your ID. <laughs> and your slides. <laughs> six bucks. It's six bucks less for you, buddy. Are you serious? Over 55? Yep. Senior 55 discount. And over. 55 yeah, and over, you get like, a senior discount. Oh, But like, do you you just pay the six extra and... Nope. No, but like no. if you're me, okay, and you're fresh 55, okay, like I'm not, you know. Yeah, but I mean, you're you 55. And I'm, and, I'm, and I'm already, I'm already have, like, I don't try to act like it, but I have some anxiety knowing that I'm, you know, officially no, now's the time old. you need to use it because you're still a young 55. Yeah. yeah. No, but you know, when you're going to be a, moving to the villages next year. When you're, a, when you're a young 55, you don't want that savings. You'd rather just be, you know, no, not you people to wow. know. Just six bucks is six bucks. We're only know. getting older from here on but, out. But it, but to just the okay, six dollar savings, yes. But what just what it does to your insides, your soul, and your confidence is far <laughs> greater than six dollars. But I mean, you look great for a fifty-five year old. I thought you were forty-five. Now I'm gonna start getting that. You look great for a kind of deal. Yeah, you look great like, for like, 55. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be over into a thousand bits. You look I mean, great for 90. Yeah. Yeah. Senior discount sponge. Senior disc. Yeah, I'm starting to get this stuff in the mail. AARP. Like, like, yeah. AARP. They start sending it to you when you're 50, but I've been really ignoring it. Right mm-hmm. now, they just are really like, okay, now you're 55. You yeah. know, I know you were like, you know, now you're like locked in, like you're that guy. Why are you trying to not be a part of AARP? There's a lot of great benefits. Yeah, I think you get a discount at Longhorn. Uh, listen, oh. I am not going to be that. Please. And Dan, don't go for the early bird Dan, special. Don't you sit over there and act like, ho, 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 because you're only a few months behind me, bitch, okay? Yeah, well, I'm not so, worried about that $6. I know, but I'm just. When you're 55, <laughs> you, just like what I'm trying to say is that you're you're not going to ask for that discount, right? No. Right. No. And I, and I don't know that you would really ever admit to anybody how old you really are. No. Like, I think you're like age to you really freaks you out. Yes. I don't yeah. like the word age. No, like like 55 to you flips you out more so than me. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're more vain than me. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I define vanity. Yeah, yeah. I exemplify it. Yeah, exactly. It's exactly. his whole business. I, I, now, what, I mean, if I'm not, if you're vanity, then what am I? Just d- d- like if debauchery, you're, despair. Oh, no, sorry. no, no. Hold on, though. But if you're vanity, if you are the absolute epitome of vanity, which you are, you you care about what you look like, you you care about what you drive, your hair's did, you know, like your you go get your fingernails done, your eyebrows, like you 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 are absolutely. He does boob jobs. Well, but what I'm saying is like you're dialed in, Dan. 
Okay. You know, I mean, like, you know, you, you have the finest of suits and the finest of cars and the fine, you know, you, 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 pew. whereas me, what's the other end of that? Disheveledness, uh, non-caring. What am I? If you're confident, you're, a you're free, very you're confident. You're a free spirit, Bubba. You're very confident. Bubba. Autistic. <laughs> I, I think I'm autistic. Hold on. You're saying I'm, aut- I'm autistically a free spirit? Is yeah. that what you're saying, Anna? I'm autistically she actually a didn't free, say free She actually didn't sp- say free spirit. Oh, I'm just autistic. Just autistic. <sighs> she left the free spirit part. Of, that was me. Like rolling around in basketball shorts with a lightning hat and driving a pickup truck. Like, what does that say? Comfy. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, Dan being at the Millionaire Italian Fest on Saturday night with his $1,000 Gucci shoes on. And I'm right here if you want to look at the screen. And this is where I'm at. So Dan is Saturday night at the Millionaire, uh, you know, Italian Princess Street Carnival. And I'm at East Bay Action Track watching my kid race. Like, that's both into the spectrum, isn't it? stuck in the fence. And I and I, I can't, and my son <laughs> and my son wins it, and I can't even go to Victory Lane because I can't get through the fence. How mad were you about that? I was sad. I started crying. Oh. So by the that's way, that's why you cried, not because your son won, because you got stuck in the fence. Here's Saturday night. I'm, I got like <laughs> let me see one, two, three, four, five, like seven pickup points instead of watching the entire thirty minutes and trying to figure out where he was doing what. I got like some high spots here. This is right at the first of the race. We started sixth. See right here, right here, boom. We're third row outside. Outside. And this. Junior and the 15R and the fourth row, fifth row. And the reason why I'm showing this is because there was a big crash right in front of Tyler. And Tyler was able to avoid it, which then they had a complete restart. So we went from sixth to fourth. We automatically picked up two spots, which probably helped us tremendously win the thing. Scott Bain and the 77B of Bailey. The 192 so, of McLeod, the 7 right Bennett, the 97 of Dial, the 25 of Grimm. Now, here's Tyler right here. And all five of these guys are big slinging Ds. Seth Geary, Austin uh, Sanders, Jeff Matthews, Brian Bernhardt. They're all just big swinging Ds. Every, all five of these guys are as quick as we are. But the 70 spins out right here and watch Tyler gangster ass move and, and miss him. But but I think Bernhardt gets him. Oh, and, and that kind of looks like it's happening slow motion, but it's you know you're really going about mm-hmm. 80 miles an hour, you know, as as all that's happening. So that was the the first the first highlight I wanted to show you. The second highlight is right here. This is when they finally blitz cleaned up the track, got all the wrecked cars off, and now it's the restart of the race, and now we're fourth, okay. sec- second row outside. By the way, this is on our Facebook. This is on our Facebook, and this is under the guise of me being a proud papa. So if you don't like it, turn the station. I don't care. It's my son. Dan, you'd be doing the same thing, right? Definitely. Yeah. No, the only difference is Dan would be doing when he wins his race down in down in Sebring. He doesn't kid doesn't get a chance to race. Get out of here, kid. So Tyler takes the high side, it gets a pretty good run. And this is a really good move here. He stuffs it right in there and then kind of puts puts a slider on the guy. Boom. See him kind of put a little slider on the guy? Yeah. Did you have to buy tickets for this? What do you mean? On Saturday? Or do you get in for free because he's racing? No, I got to buy. You got to buy. Oh. Did you use your senior discount? Yeah. How much? You saved $2. Uh, (laughs) 
I didn't, you're saying East Bay even offers a senior discount? Yeah, twelve dollars instead of fourteen. Oh, but he buys. Uh, I buy a pit pits. pass. Pit, oh. Yeah, there's no discount for pit pass. No, there you go. Whew, thank God. How about the hot dog or something? You get a discount ten percent off or something? I don't think so. And the movies now too. Who goes to the movies now? I'm not going know. to nowhere. I'm going to East Bay and I'm paying full price. I'm not going to get a two dollar off my pit pass. I'm sorry. I'm Bubba Love Sponge. I've been racing there since, since Bucky, 98. Bucky I'm Bubba Love Sponge, man. I used, to, I used to run sprint cars for Bucky Milam, please. All right, so we're up to we're up to second now, Dan. Uh, Tyler picks the outside, then gets one hell of a gangster move on the outside here. Samba, hold on. So we're up to second now. Yeah, some some of your favorite morning shows may be covering the Oscars right now. I'm covering my kids' hope we will modified win, so pack sand, bitches. Pack dirt. <laughs> pack dirt. <laughs> That's Jeff Matthews in the 33, and he's like a five-time UMP national champion. Ooh. Yeah. And Tyler's like an equal. You know what I'm saying? Like, he drives with these guys like he is their equal. Tyler, they have to respect him. He beats them. It's incredible. He's he's, he's a great Tyler's driver. Tyler's crew chief is a 17-year-old girl. Yeah, hold on. We pulled, <laughs> Here's what's so funny is we this guy right here, Jeff Matthews, I love him more than anything. He's a multimillionaire. He's a very good friend of Who, mine. Hollywood Jeff Matthews? Yes, Hollywood Jeff Matthews. Mm-hmm. Now, hold on. This car right here, Tyler's car, is one of Je- is Jeff Matthews's old car that's eight years old. I bought it it's for him and used him. Yeah, this is an old hand-me-down. This guy is a five or six times national champion. What kind of a rig does he show up in, Bubba? He shows up. I'm not kidding you. In a five hundred and eighty-five thousand dollar fifty-one fifty Freightliner Willie that has like a yeah. And the one and the one on the right. And Tyler, we we showed up on a F one fifty with an open trailer and three spare tires. And a seventeen year old girl crew chief. <laughs> and, and and a seventeen year old girl who's a senior in St. Pete High as our crew chief. So this is Tyler's first pass on the outside. And here's the other thing. This car right here, the fourteen, mm-hmm. it's got a three hundred and eighty five horsepower six oh four crate GM crate sealed motor. This car here, Jeff Matthews, has a $62,000 Clemens uh, 618-horsepower motor. Jeez. And it doesn't have to do with the ability. It's the fact that actually the, the smaller motor, can get can, when, when it dries out, is actually an advantage. Because Jeff's got so much horsepower, you just blow the tires off. So it's tougher to drive. So let me fast forward to that high spot here right now. I think it's two to go here, and it's. I think this is the last, the last little clip. I think it's two to go. Blitz now, single file, and Tyler's leading. There was just one move I wanted to show you though, Blitz, where Tyler like split three cars or something like that, but I, I can't quite find it. Oh well. I think it might have been right here, maybe. Uh, no, whatever. Anyway, go to our Facebook page and go watch Tyler's race. We don't get to watch, watch the, f- the the final lap. Oh, Come on, let's see the win. Yeah, we don't get to see him win. You were gonna do all that, no payoff. I know. We want to see him win. Checkered oh, flag my, out. My bad. My bad. I thought we were running behind. Absolutely. Stand by. Sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, oh. Here we go. All right, lights out, going green next time by. All right, okay, 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 lights out, going green next time by. Uh What's that mean, Anna? Lights out, going green next time by. 
Last lap. Hurry up. We want to leave. Okay. <laughs> I think that might, might, I might think that's what the fans are saying. Yeah. Yeah. Two laps in, two laps remaining. Tyler Clems, your leader. Brian Bernhardt, second. Austin Sanders, third. And this, and this guy breaks it right on down for he you sure now. Does. Uh-huh. LJ Graham, fourth. <laughs> Seth Geary is fifth. I should have kept my mouth shut and just listened to this guy the entire time. Been far more better. Well. Uh, probably about 90 down the front and back and probably 75 in the corners. I think this is the last lap, so we'll get to see the last lap. So is he taking the white or taking the checker here? I think he's taking the I think he's, I don't know, we'll see. I forget. And that's the white. That's the white. Okay. Here's the final lap. I knew that once he went into three, if he kept it low, that we would win. That's when I started crying. <laughs> I did. I started crying. By the way. Right here. Hold on. See this big hill right here, uh, yeah. Blitz? Yep. That's where I'm sitting. Oh, I know. I've been up there with you. Yeah. It's I'm right here. Stuck. This is me right here. See yeah, this that guy, is you. This guy right here. The giant Bubba Army shirt. That's me right there. <laughs> just stuck in the just, just a fence between you and your son. Well, in a big hill. And at this point, I start crying because I know we're going to win. Are you jumping up and down? You saw the, ga- yeah. the, the gap in the fence. Father Glenn, your winner. Bernhardt, second. Austin Sanders, third. LJ Graham, fourth. Seth Geary is fifth. I mean, he just broke. I mean, he just broke it. I mean, that's better than what you see on NASCAR coverage, is it not? Yeah, yeah that's great. That's, you can actually hear just... your tears falling. And so at that point, man, I had, uh, I had some friends and some guys from some cameras and stuff, and they're all like, "Man, we got to get Tyler's, you know." Pit road, you know, it's the winter circle kind of deal. It's the first time he's won at East Bay. Mm-hmm. And so they all sneak through this little f- hole in the fence, and I can't get through there. And so I have to watch it from turn, you know, from the mill. Oh. He's like, I just want to thank my dad, my dad. I love my dad, my Wherever dad. Wherever he's at. And where is he? And then I think somebody whispered, he couldn't make it through the fence. Does that give you motivation to lose weight or no? No, we're going to the fair Friday. <laughs> More of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show's best of the week. After this. After this. We now return to the Bubba the Love Sponge Show's best of the week. Like 1979 to like 1983, the summers, I worked at the Warsaw Park Department and I had to clean the public bathrooms. And women are pigs. They absolutely are. Absolutely. They are disgusting. I'll take three guys' bathrooms to one girl's bathroom mm-hmm. all day. What did you find in the girls? Oh, okay. You want to, first of all, period stuff and a lot of it. Just all, they just flamed against the wall. When girls uh, are getting rid of their period stuff and it's not their house, they don't care. Sometimes nope. they play like jigsaw puzzles with it on the, on the, on the, I uh, think, it, yeah, Tetris. Yeah. They tic, play tic tac, tic tac toe. They play, they play Tetris or candy. They play tampon crush. Yeah. Can, yeah tampon candy crush. Yeah, they play, play tampon. <laughs> And or pad candy crush, yeah. and they just slop them, and and then you know you have to understand when you take a wet tampon that's wet full of some stuff mm-hmm. and you blast it against a wall. Well, after <laughs> ten or fifteen minutes, that starts to stick, and you literally got a putty knife it off. 
You're putty knifing here. <laughs> I remember I get on the I get on the mega on the on the truck to truck radio. Like the intercom and thing? The, no, it was like it's uh, Warsaw municipality. The you two know, way radio. Two way radio uh, system. Like the cops are on it, the park department's on it, the street department's on it, you know, the mayor's on it. You know, Blitz, small town. I'm sure. You know, yeah. I think probably every municipality has a two way radio system, right? Oh, yeah. So I was like, and I, my name was <laughs> Colonel of the Arnold? No, my name was Big Wally. That's what they call that's just right. that's just my name. Or What'd Clem. Or, or Clem. Well, what did Big Wally mean? I'll tell you about that later. <laughs> I, I just go Clem because I was seasonal, so I didn't have a number. Oh. But if you're a full time, then you had a number. And Doug Bain was kind of the guy I had to work with on the bathroom deal. Was he 706? And no, no, he was 408. Oh, so okay. I would go uh, Clem to 408. And he'd go, All right. Yeah, um, I'm here at the Pike uh, girls' bathroom. Pike being Pike Lake. But you just call it Pike, yeah. as everybody knows. Yeah, uh, I'm at the Pike uh, girls' bathroom uh, here, and I need uh, some putty knife. See, on our regular little and I need some water because my <laughs> mouth is really dry. <laughs> I'm li- I've been licking all this uh, stuff up. Uh, so listen, but Blitz, <laughs> in our we had these little these little things like these little buckets that we carried, right? Yeah, like and the they, janitorial and, deals. Yeah, janitorial, but they didn't have putty knives. You know, they had like, these buckets ready for us. So they had like you know all these chemicals. They had Windex. They had three rolls of toilet paper. They had, uh, you know, they had. They had 408 because you guys couldn't afford 409. <laughs> yeah. They had 408 because the city bought it in quantities. <laughs> right. And so we had 408. <laughs> we had like a scrub, a bo- a scrub brushes for toilets, toilets yeah. four or five rags. You know, that's a little. B- yeah, yeah. But they didn't get, we, we usually didn't have to scrape off. So you'd have to get a scraper. So you'd mm-hmm. be like, Clem to 408. All right. Yeah, I'm at Pike Lake, and uh, I need. Uh, I, uh, uh, I need some. Uh, Your radio system sucks. <laughs> I need a couple putty knives, and and he go. Then he go back and go. Oh, you, you got some tampons on the wall? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, I'll, I'll send Speedy over there. And Speedy was this Mexican guy, and he wasn't so speedy. He was like 59 years old, and he just was the slowest guy in the world. I mean, so his think- name was Speedy because he literally would take like if Blitz, if I told him to take. This my cell phone over to your office right now. It'd take him five minutes. It'd take him five minutes. I mean, you would think they'd spend the 59 cents and give you guys an extra putty knife to carry around. <clears throat> Put one in the truck. I know, but like, you know, we were probably, probably, you know what, we were probably supposed to have a putty knife. Okay. But I didn't. Okay. I remember one time, 104, which that's the boss. 104, that's yeah. Dick Hammond, and he's the boss, and he's listened to all this stuff. And, if, and so one time, oh, I got in so much trouble because I was supposed to bring salt. We were clean, cleaning the weeds underneath. Dick Hammond was such a dick, Blitz, that he wouldn't let us have weed whackers. We had to pull by hand. We had to pull weeds by hand. What does salt do? Well, if you put salt underneath the fence, then it kills. It's old school. It's it's like Roundup, but you use salt. As soon as it it rains, then the salt, you know, keeps the fences clean. Okay. So I remember one time I was supposed to go clean this one fence up. Well, in the cleaning of the fence, the most important thing is the salt. Because we didn't have weed whackers, we had gloves and these little head, these little handheld trimmers. Mm-hmm. So I had those, but I forgot the salt. So what's the point of even going, right? Right. Like the salt is the yeah, most. You forgot, in- yeah, you forgot the most important thing. Right. So I drive Good over. Job, Clem. I drive over to Center Lake. <laughs> Wally. I drive over to Center Lake and I go. Clem to uh, one to four oh seven. And four oh seven is the was Roger that worked back at the shop. He mm-hmm. was the old timer, right? 
And he, Roger would just run you right out, whatever you needed. Roger had right? been there for 842 he, Roger years. Roger Shinfield, he'd been there for 842 years. Yeah. And he, by the way, he was obsessed with my mom's boobs. Well, well so are you. Are, yeah, who's not? Yeah, so he would be like, we'd be, I'm, I'm 14, 15 years old, eating lunch here at Warsaw Park Department with all these men. And you know how men talk. Yeah. And so I'm getting, I'm, lear- I'm, getting, I'm learning life lessons, like, you know. How to shoot quarters? Well, yeah, how to shoot quarters and, like, how many whores they went out. Because these were all just, you know, regular dudes. So they were out at the bars at night trying to, you know, sure. get Cheeto fingers and stuff. So oh. I learned about all that. <laughs> you know, so here, and here, yeah, so Roger Shinofield was the mm-hmm. old-timer who stayed back at the shop. And if you forgot something, he, he'd run it out to you. Mm-hmm. Chances are 104 wasn't even listening because he was using the office just, you know, being the dead. With his feet up. So I go, uh, clam now, 407. Uh, 407. Yeah, I'm at here. I'm here at Center Lake over by the boat, by the boat uh, launch deal. Uh, I'm cleaning the fence here. Can you bring me 10, 10 buckets of salt? Salt? Yeah, I got you buckets over there. Salt. I'll bring some salt over here. Um, Bear Wallet. 104 chime in. All of a sudden. And he stuttered, too. And he was an old-timer. I hated this guy. His name's Dick Hammond. I hated him more than anything <laughs> in the world. I hated him. He was so mean to me, Blitz. Because the mayor made him hire me, because my, my mom worked for this for the city, oh, right? Okay. My mom's best friend was the mayor. So you were a shove down. So yeah. So Dick Hammond didn't like me, because the mayor went down there one day and said, "Dick, I got this kid named uh, Bubba Clem. Uh, you need to give him a job for the next four summers." They call him Wally. Call him Wally, <laughs> Big Wally. He's Jane. He's Jane. He's Jane Edmonds' son. Oh, the one with the jugs. Yeah. So I'm oh, hired. Yeah. Yeah, but he hated, but he hated me. But so I had the worst jobs ever, right? Mm-hmm. And he would get on me any time. He just trick, just straight get on me. Well, I mean, you can't be mad at him for this so, one. So, so next, next time I go, uh, what, 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 one hundred four to Big Wally, Big Wally here. What in the hell are you getting the guys to bring you salt when you uh, come come to my office immediately? All right, well, do you want me to keep doing the, the, the fence or do you want me to come right to your office? Right to my office. I drove my little golf cart, my, my little Cushman. Blitz, have you ever seen the Cushman? Of course. I had a Cushman. That's what I would drive around in, in a Cushman. Single speed or two speed? Two speed. Yeah, nice. On, on the tree? I got one of those transmissions at home. Yeah. So I drive, I drive Cushman back, and he's, there he is with his legs kicked up there, and he's like, I'm just telling you right now, you're never going to get off fence duty and weed <laughs> duty and bathroom duty because see the kid the the other the kid like Lance Perry and some of the other guys my, that worked with me mm-hmm. the kids they gotta like ride riding mowers oh, and man. they oh yeah they so they were part of the mowing I was part of the bathroom clean up the crap crew mm-hmm. there was and and they were part of the get on a simplicity rider zero turn mower and go mow all day which is the coolest well they knew you were gonna knock down fences. Well, no, they just, he hated me. So what's the worst <laughs> job to get? Colonel of the urinal, Flush Gordon. Yeah. And then after, so you had to clean bathrooms. Scraping off the, the, you, the wall. You had, to, you had to clean bathrooms until 11. Then, so, you know, because everybody started going to the beach. All the my beach? All, all my friends. Yeah, hold on. Beach all my friends who didn't have to work during the summer, they would be at the beach all day with chicks and, you know, during the summer. And I had, and I was Center out Lake? There. Center Lake's got a beach? Yeah, Center There's, Lake's got a or beach. Or Pine Lake, Pike Lake Pike beach. Lake, there was two beaches, Pike Lake and Center. And Center. Did you Those have are, gravel instead of sand? No, it was straight white, you know. You sure? Hillbilly-ass sand. It was just, yeah, but I had to work, you know, work, and all my friends were at the beach. So it sucked. And, but you know the they be- need that money. But, but within that, yeah, two dollars. Listen to this: 
$2.78 an hour. Yeah, but in the 40s, that was a lot of money. Yeah, you could go to the movies for a nickel. <laughs> Not a Coke for a nickel. You guys are stupid. Loaf of bread was four cents. I know. Stupid. <laughs> it's a long time ago. But I'm just going back to my original my original thought before I got into my Warsaw Park Department career is that, Anna, these chicks, chicks are, bathroom-wise, are Dirty. pigs. Of course they are. Oh, my God. And then they don't realize that you can't flush some of this stuff. Scientists do not flush the sanitary yeah. napkins. Mm-hmm. But they don't, oh, they don't care. They figure it's, you know, the city. Yeah. And they got the, and, and you know, listen, we did they have some. big pu- Wally will clean it up, well, no big deal. No, yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, within the, like, when you have a commercial-grade toilet blitz, it's a pretty, it's got pretty good suction on mm-hmm. it. It's not your home unit. So these stupid white trash Warsaw bitches would be like, man, I wouldn't flush this at my home, but man, since this is the city of Warsaw, it's got good, flow. It's got good suction. It's probably just going right out to the lake anyway. <laughs> so they would f- try to flush these, you know, big ass. Like, you know, back in the 80s, too, I, I, don't, I think sanitary napkins were not nearly No one as, calls them that. Just giant rolls of paper towel, basically. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I don't, well, I think the girls from, from Warsaw may, may have used shop rags or something. <laughs> I don't know. But my lord, these things were basically like, diapers. Look like mattresses. Look like little, little mini mouse mattresses. They were so a <laughs> mouse mattress. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a, it's a, it's a rat mattress. I mean, these things were big and honking. And then after they get full of blood, they become super heavy. And so they blast two or three of those in the thing. It back up the entire toilet. You'd walk in, you'd get a call on your radio. Uh, shop, uh, Big Wally. Big Wally. Yeah, the Pike Lake girls' bathroom's closed. We just got a call, <laughs> so uh, we we locked it. We had the, the the lifeguard lock the door, but you need to go unclog it and get it ready. Now, was that uh, like the biblical gardens? Uh, no, the biblical gardens is in in Center Lake, just a little subsection. Okay. That, yeah. Yeah, we didn't ha- we didn't have the biblical gardens. Was I was there? Thank God, because I would have peed on all of them. The, uh, the Pike Lake has a, a swimming and fishing area next sure. to the campground. Yeah, yeah. it's nice. I, by the That's way, fancy. I, one summer I was the campground uh, gopher. I did, wow. I got assigned. Dick hated me so much. 104 hated me so much. He assigned me to the campground to work for his wife. Next to the fireman's building. Lita. Was she hot? Blaster? No, no, no. She's this big, fat grandma bitch that was always on my ass. Lunch lady arms? And so, you know, lunch lady arms <laughs> and everything. And then 104, Dick Hammond, would come out there during. So I had to. He had to come up there to eat, check on his wife like 400 times a day because that's all he did was just drive around. By the way, Dick Hammond had a hunchback because he fell off scaffolding, so he was completely bent like this. And he stuttered? And when he, did he walk like a penguin? But when he would talk to you, <laughs> he had to look down at the ground, and then he, he had to try to like kind of <laughs> cr- scrunch your head up. You, just gotta, had to, you had to learn how to talk to Dick. When you were talking to Dick, you had to, had to get, down, get down to his level. Were you big, Wally, because you were the state champ in the burger? Yeah, okay. I, I had the record. But oh, it, I thought this was a giant campground. It's a it's a big it's a giant cemetery. Oh no, the <laughs> hold on, Warsaw Pike Lake Campground literally blitzes like thirty six little slots with oh, no, some I see trees that. on it. It's, but I'm I'm looking at the Google Earth and I'm like, man, it's a lot of that's like a big area, and no, I, I realize it's all cemetery. It's just re- yeah, the cemetery. <laughs> that's where now that's where Larry hopes and dreams. That's where Larry worked. Larry worked at the cemetery, oh, and boy. I worked at the campground, and I could see him sometimes. We would wave. Oh. And I'd be taking a nap on the salt bags because Dick and Lita were gone for an hour. How so long were you employed there? Uh, Four days. No. <laughs> Did run over a fence at some point? And then, so anyway, <laughs> my friends would all be at the beach, and their girlfriends would be clogging up the toilet, and they'd call the park department, and the park department <laughs> call me, and i have to go out there and hey, unclog. Jenny. Hey, Jenny, go throw your tamps on the, uh, the thing and clog <laughs> up so, so Clem's got to go out there. Yeah, hey, I heard Clem, hey, Clem work for the Warsaw Park Department. Oh, yeah, Bubba Clem, I hate him. 
guess what? If you go and clog up a toilet, they're going to make him drive his Cushman out here mm-hmm. and clean it up. Watch. They, they clog it. And, of course, there's no cell phone, so you have to go to the concession stand and call Warsaw Park Department headquarters. <laughs> HQ. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Janie out here at the Pike Lake, and uh, somebody done plugged up the girls' bathroom. There's like four or five. Uh, it, it's just, it looks like a mess out there. Now, was your Cushman a three-wheel deal? Yes. Oh, those were, those were cool. Yeah, you could flip it easy, though, if you were going uh, Of fast. course, yeah. Was Larry Palmer banging his uh, girlfriend normally during work? No, he was working in the cemetery, and then right after, he'd go bang, his, he'd go bang Tanya. Oh. But so I was too watch. tired. To have to go watch the banging back then because I just <laughs> clean girls' tampons all day. You had enough vagina. I'm, I'm just going to tell you. How, how are you going to be too tired to watch people I, bang? I'm Come a, on. I'm going to send. I'm gonna right, t- I, don't, I don't believe this story. One second. Golden, gold, <laughs> you were not too tired egg to egg watch says, banging. Says my, the, the motto was send, send in Clem. Hey, Pike Lake girls' tampons. Send in Clem. Mm-hmm. The, the wor- and sometimes, I, I got to be careful on how I say this, but sometimes I think other stuff. I think. Oh yeah. I, no, just everybody, be careful yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna get in trouble. Yeah. I'm Colonel of the Urinal. I'm formerly Flush Gordon, and I'm the head of this program. So let me word what we're gonna say, sure. and you all be careful on your editorial comments. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so that means everybody just shut up and listen. Let me get your puke bag ready. Well, yeah. <laughs> but Blitz, not even a little, you know, Blitz dry chime in. Okay, nothing, okay. and not a Anna. You know, yeah. I'm a girl, so I think I can say something like that. Got no, it. zero. But on two times, when Clem got called in to clean the girls' toilet, once at Pike Lake and once at Center Lake, it was on two different summers, I think a girl might have had oh. um, a, a, um, yeah. a carry of Mrs. A smorsion? No, no, not a smorsion. Oh, I mean, I mean, More uh, of a Ms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant. Let's call it a Ms. Kiss. Nobody could ever prove what a Ms. Kiss is, and you can't get in trouble for Ms. Kiss. Right. But everybody knows what I'm talking about <laughs> when I promise you, a musical I swear to God, I'll never ever in the rest of my life forget what a Ms. Ki- what a Ms. Kiss looks like right there on the floor. Whoa. And could it? It, it, it. I'm just. Everybody They've just. Been on the trampolines all, right. all you, day. It, and let me just tell you something. <laughs> on one of these Ms. Kisses, uh, the he, they were close to being uh, free. Whoa. And they were large. Whoa. They were a large Ms. Kiss. Like, I would, and I. I mean, wouldn't I, you? Wouldn't you hide that? You think? I don't know, but I. Um, Clem to one. Um, <laughs> Clem to one o to one o four. the forensic teams um, uh, having problems getting this one toilet clean but this is something you need to look at okay oh one of clem's out <laughs> all right i'll send john over there over and out we're gonna send and, and speedy way, he'll be there in an so hour john was 105 and he was john garber and he was dick's assistant so this is exactly what dick would say uh 104 105 105 and clem's got some deal on Derek's pike lake girls we go and check it out 105 on the way like okay, at least please Dick. don't tell me to their minutes, kids. <laughs> oh my god! One oh four to Big Wally. Big Wally, you're really upset. <laughs> yeah, uh, is that a you know uh, a minutes, kids? <laughs> yeah, I guess it is. All right then. Uh, one oh five. You might want to bring uh, four seventy two with you too. 
cleaning stuff, the mess kiss, and then get a hold of, get a hold of 102. And 102 was the police chief, by the way. Right. Uh, get a hold of 102, tell him we got a, a mess kiss out there. Uh, 105, well, over. I uh, got it. So, for real. For real, that, like, I had to get on there. I mean, I probably embellished it a lot there, but, like, that would be, so I'd get on my Cushman, I, you'd go into the bathroom, and you'd see, mm-hmm. this just wasn't a standard tampon, you know, uh, you know, 1980s but panty But you didn't pad. hear any noises, right? It wasn't like, no. oh, my God. No, 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 But, you know, so you. So the lifeguard, <laughs> this, this was, this, so this, so this was, no, no, everybody be quiet, please, 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 please. Everybody be quiet. 105's on his way. Okay. <laughs> Speedy will be there in an hour. Speedy. Get, yeah, get Speedy. Uh, we'll have it ready by Saturday. It's, it's Tuesday. So Can I have it? So, for real. So, like, I can remember this one time. It's Pike. No. Pike Lake was the just a teeny time. Like, Pike Lakes was like um, a fist. Okay. The size of a fist. Okay. But Center Lakes oh, no. was, like, literally, Center Lakes looked like A seventh, yeah. a seventh month. A ready to go. Yeah, a ready to go. You're right. And so I can remember, this is instantly, I opened the door, because the protocol was, is the office called the lifeguard, and the lifeguard then would lock. The lifeguard? I think it was too late by then. No, no, no. no. <laughs> but you understand, but at, at, Center, at Center Lake Beach and at Pike Lake Beach, the only person that was really there all the time was the lifeguard. Right, right. And the part of the lifeguard's. Duties after we would clean the bathrooms. Hard life. Listen yeah. this. Just Lock giving up. you just giving you some protocol. After we would be there at seven or eight in the morning because the beach didn't open till ten or nine, we would then lock the bathrooms back. Now, and then over? when the lifeguards would get there like at five minutes before the beach is open, they would open up all the bathrooms and get their little fish out stick and then they literally would just sit on the end of the pier all day mm-hmm. and, and get tans and listen to yeah. the radio. They were all these real skinny, cool, you know, in shape yeah. like surfer dudes. You know, like the guys from the swim team, mm-hmm. the city of Warsaw would go and get, like, kids from the swim team to be the lifeguard. Now, was this next to Bixler Park? Yeah, Bixler's right by Center Lake. Okay. So, anyway, uh, so the protoc- so the lifeguard locked Newt. There was, a, you know, a Miz Kiz mm-hmm. in there, but he didn't go look. But he locked he lo- he locked the, the, the girls' bathroom. Probably his. Well, I'm just saying. <laughs> So I, I, I literally, I got my own, because I got my own little skeleton keys to get into all the bathrooms, because oh, I'm man. good like that. Fancy. And I get my skeleton key out, and I open it up, and I can't see anything, and then I go to the, I can't remember, it was, there's three stalls. It was the middle stall. Oh, not even I, the handicap one? No. It was the middle, they didn't have handicap stalls back oh. then. <clears throat> handicap people had no rights in the 80s. Is that what, is that the stall you always use now? No. I don't like the handicap stall, because it, it puts me up too high. I don't like the toilet seems to be it's about a higher toilet. Yeah, you don't like really? the bar for extra. I, sometimes my feet can't touch. You know, I like I like the room. You can spread out. No, you usually have your own sink. Yeah, you got your own sink. Sometimes in I go in there, but I kind of like it tight. Oh, you know, I just like to have both walls on either side of my deal. You know, whatever. Right. Let's not get it. We're talking I, about a bathroom, though. I know. Oh, stop getting me off my Mizkes at at Center Lake nineteen seventy seven story, buddy. Over on East Canal. So I get there. And it's the middle stall, and I open, I open it up, and as what'd you find? Yeah, so the most traumatic. I mean, really, seriously, the most traumatic thing I've ever that's I've ever that I've ever seen in my life 
I've never even really talked about this on the air, but that's literally the most traumatic thing I've ever physically seen or encountered in my life. I bet. The most gruesome, like the most forever. When I take my last breath, I'll I'll have never forgot that. Maybe we need to get uh, Jay on the case. I mean, pain and suffering for all these years. Oh, go ahead. You might own Warsaw. Uh, Big Wally, to whoever's in charge now. I, I got a lawsuit coming from uh, Ms. Kiz in 77. I wasn't oh, giving, yeah. I, I remember was, that one. Yeah, the big infamous. Yeah, it's, that was it's, a bad it's, one. And, oh, and by the way, there at the Center Lake Pavilion. Hold on. And by the way, Blitz. It's like, like an urban legend. Hold on, over Blitz. There now. Really, but within within the Warsaw Park Department community, like that whole all yeah. the guys. That it is an. It's a very much. Uh, hey, back in summer of 77, Clem found a full blown baby. In the black ladies. I mean, I thought we weren't going to talk about no, it. I, but, I mean, I didn't, uh, I'm finding a full-blown baby. I didn't describe what I'm just saying. Oh, okay. Full-blown. And sent John Garber down oh. there, and next thing you know, the cops blitz. The cops did come, and they taped off the deal. What? No, for blitz. The crime scene tape? Yeah, blitz. You don't understand? This is small. Like, you know, if they catch a guy, sh- you know. That was... Shoplifting at noon at the oh, gas station. Yeah, no, too. but that's like a big thing. Like you don't understand, it was all hands on deck. Like there ain't a lot of crime happening in Warsaw. Yeah. So finding F- a full finally something to do. So finding a full blown, you know, Ms. Kiz, you know, a seven month old Ms. Kiz. Mm-hmm. That's big. Who done it? The, it? the paper cover, everything. What? Do they, do they make you clean it up after? No, I I was no. So after I got there, I got. I call John Garber gets her 105 about five minutes after I do. I don't do anything. And he looks at it and he goes, oh. So I went to get a shovel. And he's like, uh-uh. <laughs> to bury the- no, just to go kind of put it in a garbage. Just throw it in the lake. To put. Bait. For somebody. <laughs> <laughs> Off the pier, go fishing. Lifeguard. <laughs> lifeguard training. Here, go save this. jeez. Oh, I'm going to chuck it out there. I'll jump in here and get that thing. Oh, my God. It was alive. When we threw it out there, you killed it. Oh my god! <laughs> so, but what I'm saying is, like, so John Garber's like, uh, uh-uh, no, 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 don't. Let's not. Let's just not do nothing. So we completely locked it up. Next thing you know, you know, <laughs> woo, been locked, woo, been locked woo, ever woo. since. They just locked Co- it. Cops came. <laughs> cops came, and the forensic, like, they, the two guys who work in forensics came. They brought these. They, these, they were taking pictures of it and everything. Hey guys, why is this bathroom locked, dude? This is that thing's been locked since '77. <laughs> <laughs> but, but here's the here's the worst thing of all. So I had to go back to the shop. And it, they all they investigated it, and they did, you know, they did right. what, and they took the they took the thing, <laughs> and everything. So I get, a, I'm over at the camp, I'm over at the campgrounds doing something like uh, cleaning the fish room or something like that. The Some fish room. Yeah, they had this little shed where you could clean your fish. Okay. okay. So all the fishermen that were camping there. You, they I mean, like a, it was like, we're talking Pike Lake, right? Yeah, but it's not that big. I mean, yeah, just, but, but, they, I mean they, they wanted to pass. really make sure. We, listen, it was a little town. And they wanted to make sure everybody had the best amenities. So okay. you didn't even have to go home and clean your fish. You catch your fish at Pike Lake, and they had this little shed that had running water, and you could like go mm-hmm. and it had a, a scaling table. And so I was over there cleaning that. That was fancy. And then I get uh, 105 to Clem. Clem. Yeah, I know you're cleaning the fish shed, but uh, they're they're uh, they're done with uh, this investigation. So come over and clean this up now. <laughs> okay, come over. Crime scene cleaner Clem. Yeah, so crime scene cleaner Clem has to go over there now. They've taken the you know the evidence. They've taken the Miz kiss. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where they're taking it or what they're doing with it. They uh and, and but then now I got to clean, you know all the you know residue. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had to literally get a shovel 
and shovel it down the drain. Like use a shovel as a squeegee blitz. We didn't right. have squeegees back then. You had shovels and you just flat shovel. You know, first of all, you spray it all down with water. Then you just threw a whole bunch of chemicals and bleach, like the most powerful stuff you could mm-hmm. find. And then you then you scrub uh, scrub the walls and the floor, not wearing any type of mask or anything. I got no just breathing all this yeah mist kids, all this mist right. kids residue. Yeah, ammonia and bleach yeah. is mixed up. Just and and then you just take then you take a big spray nozzle and just because it's all metal, just spray it all down. Then you have to wipe it down or rust. Cause that's not aluminum; it's metal. And if it gets wet, if those partitions get wet, they'll oh, rust. Yeah, so you have to wipe it all down, you know. And it's about an hour long. And in your little Warsaw, barely educated head, you're thinking, "I'm cleaning up a baby." Well, I mean, and I've had to live with that all my life. And that's why you're too tired to go watch Larry Bangtanya. Yeah, if you. I still think you went. No, I didn't watch Larry Bangtanya a lot during the summer for some reasons. It was mostly during the school year. Well, they did it in the back seat, right? Well, a couple times. Were you banging gonna... chicks at this time or no? No, I was just a watcher. Oh, uh-huh. imagine that. More of the Bubba the Love Sponge Show's best of the week. That is this. We now return to the Bubba the Love Sponge Show's best of the week. <laughs> um, the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. What was Larry Pummer's Wait. number? Wednesday, April 28th, 2021. Oh, I don't know what Larry Plummer's number was because, by the way, that last break, man, I don't know if that was funny or it got away from me or what. Or I think it might have been like almost on-air therapy. Like, I've always wanted to talk about right. that. And I've really, outside of Larry Plummer, there's nobody that I can talk to about that particular thing. You've never said anything about it. I don't even know that I've told my mom. I think I did tell my mom. I'm just surprised that all these years in radio, you've never brought it up. I know. So Larry Plummer's listening to the show because he watches or listens to the show. He's my best friend. Oh, I lives in Warsaw, Indiana. Oddly enough. What's up, Larry? He's listening to this. You know, Larry's the new 104. Oh, Is wow. He? Yeah, like Larry, for like the last, I think it might be 20 years, he's going on as the Warsaw Park director. So he has been the 104 now for, I think, 15 or 20 years. So he's the new Dick Hammond? Well, don't besmirch my best friend by saying he's, no, he's the Warsaw Park Department uh, superintendent. Don't make, compare him to Dick Hammond. Sorry, Larry. Biggest dick ever. Dick Hammond is such an old, feeble mother, mother effer. He was so mean to me. Larry's he, still driving around the Cushman? No, no, Larry. <laughs> here's the whole story about that. And so, and so two things. One, Dick Hammond, 104. He couldn't even say 104. He was so always like, he'd be like, 104. <laughs> We'd all be like, yeah, you slobbering old time hunchback looking mother. Not only was he hunchback, but he always be smoking this old school pipe, oh, percolating yeah. on it. Well, that don't, that don't look good enough. Hey, what do you mean it don't look good enough? You can't even see it, you bit-necked mother effer. This guy sounds like Boss Hog. Oh, he was. Th- he was. You know what? He was kind of like Boss Hog. He was. He drove this red pickup around all day, and all he did was check on us, and all he did was hate me because the mayor told him he had to hire me. But see, here's how bad Larry got screwed. The worst job to have. The park department was was not that bad. And especially when they put me in the in the campground because I could really hide all day because Lisa was a big fat hog and she didn't know where I was. So and I had and I had become friend blitz. I'd become friends with all the campers out there 
Okay. Because I was their guy. You know, okay, if they needed something done, they I'd get it done. But like, hey, uh, Bubba, can you clean out my fire pit? Yeah, I'll get to it. And I'd get to it eventually, right? Mm-hmm. So they all loved me out there, right? Because I got, you know, whatever. So they would all be telling me where Letha and Dick were. So I'd be on one side of the, of the park, and Bill Bullers would be like, I just want to let you know, Dick Hammond just pulled in. So wake so, up. I, listen, I'd be sleeping in, in on his picnic table, and Bill Bullers would literally start my mower up for me, and oh then I'd just God. start walking down the road like I was mowing, and then Dick <laughs> would see me mowing, and then he'd leave for a couple hours. But the worst job of all was the cemetery. Because those guys, all they did was just mow and weed eat and have to dig. And mm-hmm. it's just all, it's real a lot harder work than the park. At least when we worked for the park department, you could go down and see some chicks down at the beach. And like, you know, there was a couple cool things to do. <clears throat> but the worst job of all was the cemetery. No hot chicks there? No, well, no, they're all, everybody's dead. <laughs> and it sucks. And there was this really slick Italian guy named Mario Sahagan. And he was like the equivalent to the, he was the cemetery's Dick Hammond. He was like a boss over there. And he and he had this pineapple haircut. And we used to call him Pineapple. He was a dick too. A lot of times him and Dick Hammond would go have lunch together. They could just be dicks because we're the ones doing the real work. So Larry had to work at the, at the, par, at the cemetery for like three years while I kind of got a cush job. I mean, the worst thing I had to do was clean up a miscarriage, okay? Just no what big, big deal. That was a miscarriage. Yeah, no, miscarriage. We, we've, we we're now a certain distance away from it. We could, oh, re- okay. we could recall it. <laughs> Does Larry remember about having to, you know? Well, no. So dig up. But did so, you name it? So no, listen to me. So Sorry. One summer, <laughs> like I've been working there four summers. Well, Larry finally got. He didn't for the summer for our summer job. He didn't have to work at the cemetery. He got in with the park. About time, Larry. So me and Larry, are like, yeah, you know, I'm getting to work with Larry. But they like Larry a lot, like Dick and and John. They yeah, like Larry, Larry wasn't a lot. The shutdown. No, no, Larry was like a really, really hard worker, like and Larry could do anything, like carpentry. You know, I'm very limited. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you were worried about sleeping probably, on the on the salt bag. Probably, over a fence. Yeah, I mean, me right over. A f- I can see why they didn't want to put make me and really <laughs> have a lot of. Cool things to do. Of course not. I can see when they wanted the bathroom, the turds, and the miscarriages clean, they'd send me in. Mm -hmm. I get it. You know, as an adult, I get it now. So Larry comes in there for that one summer, and he just working circles around everybody, like, you know, being the man. Next thing you know, now Larry's in charge of the whole damn thing. He's been the director for 20 years. Right? Good for him. Good for him. Needless to say, now, when I, the only time I get a ride, when I go back home to visit Larry, mm-hmm. he always lets me go over to the shop with the boys, and they let me take my mow. I get to, they let me mow. I get to go mow, but I did hit a fence last time. How big was the fence? Oh, the fence was huge, and the, but these mowers that these got—they're not. They're like big toros or something. Though. Oh, there's these big industrial jobs they got. Yeah. They really get away from you. So I'm, you know, full bolt. Next thing I hit a fence, and Larry's like, "Man," but Larry's the boss, mm-hmm. so he just tells some guy to fix it. And then we get back in Larry's truck and go screw around a little bit. It's cool being, it's cool being the, with the boss. Sure. Yeah. Does, does Larry have a big Wally now? <clears throat> I don't know. Larry was on my big. What, what? No, Larry wasn't on my big Wally eating team. It was me, Jamie Pringle, and Brad Stager for the big Wally eating team. Was really? that a chick, Jamie, or is that no, a guy? No, Jamie Pringle. He's just a big fat guy. He might be dead now. <laughs> Probably. Ate too many big Wallies. Yeah, he's a big neck. I'm probably I'm a, <laughs> one third of the big Wally eating team now took officially taking a lick. So you're the only one left. No, I think, I think, I think Brad Stager's still around. 
Yeah. So I don't know how we got into my Warsaw Park Department cleaning up miscarriages. Larry Plummer's the new director, and I did not watch him and Tanya during the summer. I don't know how we got into yes. that. We, we were talking about uh, Blitz's huge hog. Oh. On the toilet. I, I, mean, I know you were saying that be... just girls were disgusting. Oh, yeah. yeah, girls are disgusting. Anna, have you ever encountered a girl? Not... A miscarriage? Well, like, in, you know, you're a girl, and you go to girls' bathrooms. Yeah. So do I. And have you noticed, like, <laughs> wow, these girls are pigs. They're taking their napkins, and, like, I would never do that. Do you ever see? Yeah, yeah. So, Anna, have you ever done it? Come on. Done what? Like, thrown tampons in the toilet? Tampons, yeah. Play Tetris? Pads, no. Don't do that. Do you do, like, in your girl world? Yeah. Like, some girls in girl worlds, like, some girls are tampon girls. In girl yeah. worlds. And then some girls are <laughs> pad, and some girls are pad girls. <laughs> Yeah. Right? And then some girls are... Now, okay. Let it so, ride. Yeah. No. Now, do they have let it ride girls? Um, yeah. I mean, they would just be cleaning up messes all the time. No, but, but like, I don't think that they that's... They just put some paper towels down and let it ride. I don't think that really happens. I don't think women in their 30s are, are getting paper towels. What do you think women... Now, we're looking at this historically. This is yeah. a... Hist- Let's please make sure we denote this, that this is a, oh, okay, a yeah. history talk. Okay. Okay. Back in the day, what type of uh, feminine uh, hygiene did girls have? Rags. That's why they call it being on the rag. Oh. So, uh, can you, can you, maybe I can ask Alexa. Hey, Alexa, when were tampons invented? Tampon is something that was invented in 1929. No. Oh. Yes, she you see here, back in the back of the fifteens, they just put a rag in the <laughs> the pants. They just wore their son's diaper. <laughs> they just let it ride. That's why girls had the bloomers back in the twenties because they were wearing a diaper. Yeah. Poor little things. Hold on, let me. <laughs> hey Alexa, when did panty liners get invented? Right. That sounds like a Sorry, I don't know that. Sorry, in the eighteen forties. They were using trusses or bandages that could suspend on belts between their legs. What? They got they got radials? They got, <laughs> they got like belts? They had a trampoline got, in your pants. You got a whole, you got a whole circus lace system in your pants? Yeah. You, what, you got a shock absorber tampon mount system? <laughs> so you're saying in the 1840s, they had a, a what? Trusses, they had a pair of pants trampolines. Trusses or bandages that would suspend on belts between their legs. It's like a highway right. act. All right, so and that, then there, that, there was also no, menstrual hold cups. Hold on, so oh, diva cups are disgusting. Oh, oh yeah. hold on, what do you call them? Diva cups. Mm-hmm. I've never used them. All the WWE divas wear them. No way. Hold on, <laughs> Anna. Yeah. Um, it sounds like something that might have been around in the 1800s are now still being used. Diva cups, because Lummy said back in the 1840s. Have you ever seen Snoop Dogg's pimp cup? but what is it what is a diva cup it's like a little um plastic apparatus that you insert inside of yourself and it just basically bleeds into that and then when you're done i guess you just take it out dump it out when your cup runneth over (laughs) (laughs) okay pour it out all right goblet inside of you it looks like this has been around like this might have been the very first Okay, so before diva cups, before period cups, yeah, what did they do? Let me know. You've been the one that's been uh, you being the historian. Being you're the, the one that came historian. up. Yeah, you're you're the one that came up with all this. So you're we're, at 1840. This is all your idea, let me. In, in, in 1840, let me. They said they had cups. Yeah, they had cups. Now, what did they have before cups? Oh boy, I think it was just rags. Yeah, just towels. 
Yeah. Y- yes. Uh, some people would actually use wooden sticks. The Roman women, Roman sticks. And then you had uh, rags. Ro- Roman- wooden sticks? Wooden sticks? Yeah. <laughs> What's that going to do? A bloody wooden. <laughs> All right. That's nasty. Uh, that's, there, there we go. Or rags. So, Anna, what type of... Oh, implants. Okay. Okay, <laughs> let me... We're back in the 1700s now. We yeah. got it. Yeah. So, Anna, are you a tampon girl? She actually uses cocoa leaves. Or are you still... Are you a diva cup girl? No, I don't are do Are you a cocoa cup. leave? Are you the... Suspended with belts. Uh, I don't do tampons when I sleep, so I'll just do pads only when I sleep. All right. Just because it freaks now, me she's out. She's worried about toxic shock. Yeah, I don't want to, oh, like, what if, I, what if I sleep 17 hours by accident, and God. then uh, I, I sleep through my alarm. What of a Xanax? I, but I don't know that toxic <laughs> the, the, the doc, toxic shock is even a thing anymore. It, no, it, it is. It is, it is. If you were to leave it in for yeah, long Yeah, for like enough. a week. But wasn't that, yeah. like, in the 80s, there was, like, a, there was a big it class, still happens. class action suit? Yeah, where uh, mm. like the women of I don't know Connecticut sued. There was yeah, Playtex or something like that. I don't know, right? I don't know, but yeah, if you leave right. it I in think... there, basically your blood, your dirty old blood, poisons your body. Okay, that's right. Great. Okay, and you go into shock. All right. And I learned about that in fifth grade and scared the s out of me. Yeah, they all they, they scare girls with that, which is a real thing though. Now like, I remember when I and I if Larry Plummer is still listening, I one oh four. No, he's one forty now. Oh, see. They restructured the numbers. Oh, yeah. man. Uh, clam to 140. Hope you're listening right now, 140. He just grabbed his radio. Yeah, like the high, like <laughs> the park, the park, the park department now starts at 140. Okay. Yeah, that's all the park. Like if I was working at the park right now, I'd probably be like 165 or something like that. You know, there was a point, Blitz, like in 2017, where I, I don't know if you know this or not, but I was thinking about just I knew that. walking away from everything and, yeah, I knew that. and going to live with Larry. Mm-hmm. And Larry was going to hire me to work at a park department. Yeah, we talked uh-huh. about it. And, you know, it would be like he would make me do anything. I know you were kind of like somewhat joking about it, but I knew you were actually serious. Like I was for real. I know. Like you I was going to move to the park department. I know. This is when Tyler wasn't talking to me. I know. This and was what year, like 2000? 2017. It wasn't that long ago. This is when he was hanging out with me. Oh, yeah. About oh, yeah. I dark done. times. Yeah, I 2017. <laughs> Can I go see a few more Ms. Kisses or I, hang out with Lummy? I, I well, just, Ms. Kisses it is it? <laughs> Ms. Kisses it is. I had just gotten thrown off of Beasley. Nobody yep. in Tampa, you know, really, just like it was, I was like my whole world. I had that huge federal lawsuit. Mm-hmm. I just, I was just, you know, I. Gonna lose my house, uh, you know, lose the bill, lose the studios. Yeah, like I didn't, so I was like, I actually talked to Larry, and he was like, uh, "Yeah, you know what? You can come live with me, because like he's my best friend in the world, and you can. I'll give you a job working at the park." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, "Of course, I said this to us, Larry. You're not gonna make me clean bathrooms, are you?" He's like, "No, you can. Mo- you can do whatever you want. I don't care." Still to clean the fish hut, though. I'm no. I, I'm not gonna clean the fish hut, Larry's. <laughs> Actually, if I worked at the park department, I'd, they, I'd probably just get to go hang out with Larry all day. They would just call you Speedy. <laughs> Don't worry, Speedy will Speedy be there. Did you hear about Plummer? Yeah, he hired his best friend there, uh, Papa Clem, but you know he's kind of like the new Speedy. Mm-hmm. But he's the he's fat. I could be fat Speedy. Fatty. The Speedy was not <laughs> blitz. Speedy was not. He was real skinny. Okay. And he had this always had this big wad of tobacco. Oh, that's that's there. lovely. He was always and he was always carrying a five gallon bucket with him, no matter where he went. He always had a bucket Wait, because uh, he had to pick up the trash. You never, on the never beach. gonna run into a miss. Hey, just when you thought <laughs> I had the worst job at the Warsaw Park Department, when I me mean, cleaning bathrooms, 
He had, he had loose bowels. That was a, a Speedy S bucket. Speedy had to take now before they had the fancy clippers where you pick up trash with, like the little tongs. Oh yeah, yeah. That they was, had a broom handle with a with a nail with on the end. Spike, yeah. Yeah. And Speedy would have to go because you know all day at the beach, these kids they just threw. I mean, the beach was just paper cups and it just it was just right. People don't use the trash barrels; they just leave it. And so you'd have to go p- take like four hours to clean the two beaches, and you had to do it by hand. You got to with this nail and this mm-hmm. stick. That was Speedy's job. So he was always picking up trash, even if he was coming back to the shop for a break. He'd pick up the trash in between. He always had had that damn stick he was hitting, sure, trying to hit. Trying to hit uh, trash. That was the worst job to have. But you could usually have that job done by noon, but Speedy, it took Speedy all day. So that's why they called him Speedy. Well, the kids were throwing trash all day long. Yeah, they're just. Well, no, it just Speedy was so slow. But in 2017, I was thinking about going. What stopped you from doing that? I forget. Oh, Twitch? Yeah, things got better. For real. October of 2017 was is Tom B. Well, like July of 2017, they started working on Twitch, mm-hmm. and it, we I think we were live or just you know, kind of live or something. October of 2017, which was kind of like our first start date. Yeah, and then that Anna gave us a way to monetize, you know, our show. Mm-hmm. How are you making money before that? Really? Well, affiliates and you know. Okay. But when you just lose, when you lose your, you know, your big. Your main source of income. Yeah. Boom. And you hadn't developed any, like like, like these radio personalities now that, that may be having decent contracts. I mean, anywhere from, say, let's say, I'd say the local guys make anywhere between 30 and 300. 300 being the high end. That's quite the spe- spread, though. No, but, but, but. It's not wrong. I, I know, no, right. I know. But that's just, I mean. No, you're right. And my, my my base contract used to be well over a million. Mm-hmm. Jesus. And I'm not, I'm not lying to anybody. Like. I'm not trying to be cock, cocky or arrogant, but that's the state of radio right now. Oh, I, sure. I, my deal, my 2000 and my Beasley deal was probably the last million dollar contract in Tampa cut. I would oh, say. yeah, there's no question. <clears throat> and so that being said, Anna, that's gone. You what? Know, I, I went from making, you know, a million five a year to making 40,000 a year as a company. Mm hmm. And so at that point I'm like I can't keep in like what what's the time frame here? Six a months, day. a day. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much a day. One day. So all of my savings, everything I had, I'm you know selling or trying to to try to keep this together. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, like December of 2017, you know, Twitch is not making nearly what we need. Like you know, fourteen, fifteen hundred a month. Started. I started the first week of December of seventeen. Yeah, and like you know, we're making fifteen hundred a month. Yeah, two thousand a month. You know, we're like, and I told the Blitz, I told Blitz, hey, listen, if uh, we're either going to have to move out of here in a midnight move. We were, we were planning on that. Yeah, we're like, because, and by the way, Anna, we're getting ready to lose the building, and we don't know who the new landlords are going to be. We, our plan was, literally, like, somebody else was going to buy the building, we weren't going to pay rent for as long as we could, and then the last day, come in here at midnight and just rip everything out of yeah. it and go find something. We were going to tell the new landlord, hey, listen, man, you know, what's well, our, how much our rent? Oh, your rent's uh, eighty five hundred. Okay. We'll, uh, well, okay. We'll we'll get. Well, I'll get you. And stream along and as like, long as we could. Sixty days he comes. Uh, listen, man, we're, we're, we got it. We got it. Mm-hmm. Ninety days. You you could be there for six months before he legally could really get you out. Right. So we were gonna. Me and Blitz were like, listen, we're gonna stay for like five and a half months. 
when we start getting eviction, like, you know. Yeah. When we got like when we got like two days left. Yeah. When the landlord comes and wants to change the locks and he has like the cops with him. Mm-hmm. That <laughs> night. I was like, let's get a hold of Iggy. Oh, yeah. All, all, all the boys. All the boys. Rip everything out of here. We're without all the equipment that we need. Leave what we don't. Yep. And then go to like a little strip mall mm-hmm. on a. Just something cheap. Like. Like like let me like let me you know like those little warehouses you can get for like a thousand bucks a month yeah yeah and just set something up and there. just set something up you know build a little just a build a little studio mm-hmm. and that was the plan that's it or move to Warsaw and work for Larry Plummer yeah. and live with Larry Plummer and just you know know that uh, I have a son back in t- Florida and we also maybe, got he, some... maybe he can come up and see me a couple times a year but I you know I got to try to survive and live you were also getting some not great advice when we first started twitch or when you guys first started twitch about different things to do and not do and limits and all that and we f- figured out that wasn't the right thing to do oh yeah yeah well you you, you're, yeah you're talking about yeah Tom's well, partners he had run off yeah <laughs> yeah but so you were lucky because Twitch got better and you got a cool landlord? Yes. Yeah, so we got this guy, this, this, this Mark Tate, this landlord, mm-hmm. and he's like, hey, man, you know, I, I kind of believe in you guys, and I bought Yeah, Mark Tate screwed our plans up. Like, Mark Tate says, Mark <laughs> Tate buys the building, and he says, you know what? I, I don't, I don't, you know, he's like, he's really rich. Like, yeah. you know, he goes, I like to buy commercial investments and stuff. But he goes, I also like to believe in people. And he goes, mm-hmm. I, I've listened to you and you all through. So he knew who you were. were. Oh, yeah. Okay. He's like, I listened to you, you know, back when you were on 98 Rock and 102.5. And I've read about you. And I've met you. And I know you're going through hell right now. But I think, I think, and I was giving him my ideas as how I could think I can make things better. And, you know, I was having to try to, like, be a salesman to him yeah. to prove to him that I could afford the rent. Mm-hmm. Because he was like, I'm not going to buy the building and have somebody default, and so he kind of like is like, I'm going to, be- I believe in you guys, and mm-hmm. if, if if you can't pay the rent for a while, no big deal. And we're like, okay, we want to do this, this, and this. He's like, no big deal. So since we got a cool landlord, we didn't pull the oh, ba- yeah. Baltimore Colts Mayflower Midnight move, Willie. Otherwise, we were going to. And then if that didn't work, Anna, I was going to move to to Warsaw, Indiana, and work at the Warsaw Park Department. Wow. And I'm going to be honest with you, I don't necessarily know I wouldn't be just as happy doing that. Yeah. Probably have less stress. Yeah. But I don't think that you would fi- feel as fulfilled you as you would do not. now. I probably, I wouldn't have an, a- you know, but my, Blitz, my avenue would be cutting on the guys that work all day. Every day, then, every, every day. day you get to work, you can be like, pick the, pick the two-way radio. Yo, 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 guys, who's who's listening to me? This is the Hollywood Divic Boys. Uh, <laughs> Bubba Club here on uh, Works on Two-Way Radio. Just want everybody to know, it's cloudy skies today and 79 for the high. <laughs> I'm over here with weather, uh, you're doing weather and time checks? Yeah, I'm over, I'm over here at the Warsaw Shed here, and I just want to let you know the beach looks pretty good. Yeah. And uh, listen, 147, uh, your wife's got nice jugs. Oh, my God. Woo! There's ACDC. Don't yeah. forget stamps.com. Stamps.com. <laughs> for all you guys out there that's got businesses, well, they don't have businesses. They're working for a city of Warsaw. Right, right. Oh, okay. So, I mean, uh, yeah. i go live with Larry in a minute. I mean, like, what other, who am I? live with my mom i guess but that would be well, villages but i'm just thinking like, i probably have to go sell cars yeah I'm like i'm no you know what blitz i think i could probably get a job as a heavy equipment operator i'm i'm good enough that i could get a guy to hire me and then i would get better like I'm, hopefully well no no blitz i mean it, it's all like i'm pretty good at working heavy sh- machinery now just working it on the weekends for 11 12 years mm-hmm. you know i'm pretty good on greater but the guys like Elwood and David Markham uh, and, and Bulldozer Kevin, like, those guys are like, 
Yeah. But I would eventually get good the better, you know. Sure, the more you So I could probably, if I didn't do radio, I could probably go get, if I didn't go work for Larry. But see, there's a little bit of me that wants to do that because I'd like to go back and live in Warsaw my later years. With, yeah, now with, that you got your mom to move down here, you want to move to Warsaw. To Warsaw. No, but like Why? once my mom. Well, I don't know. I don't know. But I want to. I like to live with Larry. That's your we dream. We need to get Larry. When's Larry going to retire? Never. He's he's a hard. He'll he will never retire. He's got a nice pension coming. Well, yeah. He, the, you wouldn't believe the pen. So Larry. Oh, is I so, know. I know. Larry is so tight. Like he'll work a whole other year because he's going to get an extra thirty six cents on his pension check. <laughs> you know when he finally does retire. Like you Larry, need get, you need Larry, to get Larry will down never here. retire. So no. when you when you think about your golden years, like the like last years coming. of your life, and most people think about growing old with a with a partner and no. you know having a house, having grandkids, you just want to live with Larry Plummer. Well, uh, that's I, I, your dream, no, just growing old like. with Larry. Not, not live with Larry, but be in at least next door neighbors. Yes, or be in the same city, or be close closer to Larry. What are, the chances, I, what are the chances of getting Larry to move down here? Well, I, I, I kind of got a plan. Okay. But I don't know. I, I can't say it on the radio. because he He's not him. listening. <laughs> One, 140 turned his radio off a little bit ago. I, I, I got a plan. He's got see, a kids to clean up. Center Lake. The, 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 the plan sticky. involves something very disrespectful. And I, You're going to kill his wife? No, but oh, sorry. she is older than him. Oh, and oh, she's no. going to die before him. <laughs> is she and she, I mean, she's women usually live longer. No, no, no. Well, she's Mary Lou is going to die before Larry because Larry is an absolute stud, and he's my age. So Larry's got, you know, he's going to live to eighty-five, and she's probably going to be around like ten more. Years. I'm thinking that when after Mary Lou dies, God bless her little soul, <laughs> then Larry can come down here and live with me. Does she not want to move down here? Well, no, because all the grandkids and she's got four kids, and no. Okay. The answer is no. Okay. Like she can. But with Larry, once his lovely wife dies, not under not under duress or anything, but just natural causes, God bless her little soul. Then, pillow, pillow over the face. Then, yeah, when Larry's <laughs> mother's her two years from now, I, I think we I, I think I can get Larry down here. Well, you better hope he doesn't. Can I replace him with you? I mean, I'd fire you and get him in here. All just right. like one forty. Just like uh, if uh, I had to work for him, he's going to give me a cush job. Well, if he's going to come down and work for me, I'm going to give him a cush. Oh, but he's gonna have like a big ass pension. Yeah, he's gonna be retired. You can't afford him. See, that's, that's why the thing. To Florida. But that's what I'm most. Rep- that's what I'm most worried about. If I can be honest with everybody, what is the fact that I've had to sell it all, all my stocks. <clears throat> I have no. I own nothing. Just to be able to keep this thing going, but we got it going now, right? But in order to keep it going, yeah. I had to like you know I have no I have no savings. Right. I, the only thing I'm gonna get when I re. When I can't work anymore is whatever the government gives me. That's all I'm getting is Social Security. But, like, Denzel and Larry Mm -hmm. and all these really responsible people, like, they're going to get these huge pensions. For for doing nothing now. For the rest of their life. I know. Like, I I think Larry gets, like, when he... Like he's, like, in the drop program or something. Oh, he is now? So he's already retired and went back to work? No, no, no. He's in some kind of program. Where like when he retires, they give him like three hundred and fifty thousand right there. Okay, and then he gets like twenty eight hundred for the rest of his life with full medical. Right. Like yeah, that's that's what, that's what government jobs get that, you, man. That's straight like rich. I know. Three hundred right here. Thank you for your forty years of service. You're gonna get three grand for the rest of your life, along with your social security, and. Free blowing healthcare. 
Then here I am being funny on the radio for $12. <laughs> no savings, no perf. That's what they call it. It's, called you, perf. Your- it's like years of service Oh yeah. with uh, your age. And so Larry's 55, and he's worked there for like 40 years. And so he's like not blitz. He's going to – he'll get us like – He'll get maxed out at a hundred, which I think at that point you, you get a hundred percent of your highest year salary. Right. That's badass, man. <laughs> Larry's probably the richest guy I know right now. He needs to move down to Florida. What? He needs to move down to Florida. He does do. Or just buy a house down here. Oh, he's Larry's so tight. He will not buy nothing. Well, no, yo. The reason why he's so rich is because he's so tight. I mean, it's a good investment. Though. I know. I wish I was as if I was as tight as Larry. When I was really rolling, could you imagine if I was as tight as Larry when I was really rolling, like making three, four million a year for the three or four years I did? Imagine back then. I if, wouldn't have. I wouldn't even be hanging out with you people. Back, I know you'd hate us. Thank all. God I was not responsible <laughs> not with my money like because that. I wouldn't be here. So grateful even, for that. You wouldn't. The two thousand people that I'm entertaining on Twitch and the zillions everywhere else, I wouldn't even be here right now. Could you imagine if, if, if back I had then, if I had really made some sound investments? Yeah, starting in the '98 Rock days, if you actually did start buying houses. To rent out, you'd have like eighty of them right now. But Blitz, I was my my second year into this. Ninety two was my first year. Then ninety three, the Power Pigs like, man, this guy has mm-hmm. got the it factor. He's got like fifty two shares. So they instantaneously, I started making a hundred grand salary year to, year two. Right, and then I'd make another three thousand a week on gigs. Yeah, so cash. I was doing like like ten grand a month in cash. Right. And if I just would have been bought and been buying these little you think fifty back, and sixty thousand dollar fixer uppers, I was back just gonna then? say a fifty thousand dollar house back then yeah. is, is worth like three fifty to four hundred now. Yeah, like and I'm you'd, be getting, you'd be getting twenty five hundred dollars uh, a be, month rent. I'd be so rich. You'd be hanging out with Ron Diaz. I'd just be rich. Yeah, you would. It's not sitting here having to get up at four thirty in the morning. You'd laugh like a, at like Kevin. A little, like a little squirrel trying to. You'd laugh get at a Kevin. Nut. Kevin, uh, Kevin, you only got 45 houses. Yeah. <laughs> I got 100 Bitcoin. Yeah, I got 100 Bitcoin. Yeah. I got hot bitches because I'm rich. Right. You know, you work hard and you play hard, so you need to treat yourself and stock up for summer barbecues with the Kansas City Steak Company. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping uh, by using my code Bubba, B-U-B-B-A at checkout. From classic steak cuts to USDA Prime to American-style Kobe, hard-to-find specialty cuts and more, Kansas City Steaks has everything that you need to fire up your grill. They make it so easy. Each order from Kansas City Steaks is flash frozen and delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Imagine relaxing in the backyard with your family while enjoying steakhouse quality meals, all from Kansas City Steaks. Try their butter tender filet mignon, Kansas City strips, juicy steak burgers, all beef jumbo hot dogs, and even complete meal combos. Bring the steakhouse to your house this summer with Kansas City Steaks. Go to KansasCitySteaks.com and get 10% off your order and free shipping with my code Bubba at checkout. Again, it's real simple. That's Kansas KansasCitySteaks.com. Use Bubba as your promo code on checkout. KansasCitySteaks.com. Use Bubba upon checkout.